Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, 22nd day of May. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police located a four-year-old girl who was reported missing on Sunday. Officials say the child was found just before midnight in the back seat of a Volkswagen Passat near Loretto Avenue and North Street. She was taken to an area hospital, according to officials, but no word yet on her condition. Police initially responded to the child's home in the 7700 block of Revere Street at 8 p.m. Sunday for the report of an abduction. The girl's father said he last saw the child at about 2.30 in the afternoon inside a black 2018 Volkswagen Passat. Uh, police say the girl's father was then taken to Northeast Detectives for questioning on the incident. There is no word yet on whether or how he may have been involved. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to contact, uh, contact the detective division. Officials are searching for information on an alleged police impersonator in Bucks County. Falls Township Police said that just after midnight on Saturday, a 31-year-old woman was pulled over after leaving a Wawa on West Trenton Avenue in Mar- the alleged impersonator was driving a black or blue SUV with interior blue and red lights on the dashboard, officials say. The woman said the stop seemed suspicious because uh, the lights, because of the lights and because the stop was only a few seconds. She said the lights were bright and they were on the inside of the car. Police described the impersonator as being a 5'9 man with a thin build and in his 30s. The woman told police that the man had a gold badge, carried a flashlight, was clean shaven and wore dark pants with a plain dark uniform. They say in addition to... Uh, impersonating an officer, he's also doing Borat, which is a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's unclear why the alleged impersonator pulled the woman over at this time. Police say that if you are concerned about the legitimacy of a traffic stop, pull over in a well-lit area and call 911 to verify. Officers are searching for surveillance video of the incident, but have unfortunately not been able to recover any at this time. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Falls Township Police, and if you want to remain anonymous, you can contact them uh, by emailing tip lines at fallstwppd.com. And on weekends, uh, travel to Capitol City and watch your ladies while they make a toilet. <laughs> Officer, do you want my license? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, your weekend plans are interesting, but why did you pull me over? <laughs> a major water main, water main break has been capped and repairs are underway in Plymouth Township, Montgomery County. Officials say the break initially happened at 6.30 a.m. on Sunday. According to the Plymouth Township Police Department, some residents experienced low water pressure and no water at all following the break. As of Sunday night, officials said they were still working to restore water services to 10 remaining customers who uh, were without water because of the break. Uh, the Plymouth Meeting Mall uh, delayed their opening because of the water main break. <laughs> officials <laughs> Two stores? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both T-Mobile stores. Yeah. <laughs> and the jewelry store. And the jewelry store, Right. Yeah. Officials said uh, they would work throughout the night to ensure services are turned back on and expect it to be restored by Monday morning. Uh, both lanes of Germantown Pike East reopened at approximately 7 p.m. last night. However, officials say both lanes of the westbound side of Germantown Pike remain closed between Plymouth Road and Chemical. Cold crews are working, uh, or they did work through the night to get the roadway repaved, officials said. Uh, they say the work could go into this morning's rush hour, so drivers may want to plan for an alternate route, and we'll keep you updated on if they are able to get that opened. In sports this morning. <laughs> Yo, 
The Phillies beat the Chicago Cubs 2-1 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Bryson Stott hit a pinch hit two-run home run in the bottom of the seventh. And six Phillies pitchers scattered three hits. Uh, The Phillies are at home again tonight to open up a series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Wheeler will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 640. In the NBA, the Heat won again, beating the Boston Celtics 128-102 to in Miami. The Heat now lead the series three games to none, and game four is tomorrow night in South Florida. In the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets can complete the sweep with a win over the Lakers in tonight's game four in Los Angeles. Tip-off is set for 8.30. In the NHL, the Golden Knights beat the Dallas Stars 3-2 last night in Las Vegas. The Knights are up 2-0 in the series, and game three is tomorrow night in Dallas. In the Eastern Conference, the Florida Panthers won the first two games in overtime in Raleigh and lead the series over. The Hurricanes, two games to none. Game three is tonight in Florida. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And the Union beat the New England Revolution 3-0 at home on Saturday night. Up next for the Union is a game at City Field on Saturday night against New York City FC. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Just looking at the roster of things that we have for the day to bring you up to speed on. We'll start with the new Word of the Week prize. We have what is called the Travel Table. It's from Shift Outdoors which is this really cool portable umbrella table, lightweight, uh, and it anchors down to the beach. That thing ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And we have your chance to win one now, and you can check it out at shftoutdoors.com. So we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize at the end of the program, all leading up to Memorial Day weekend and heading down to the beach. So that'd be perfect to walk away with this week. Listen up for your chance to win. We also have... Uh, joining us this, mor- uh, this morning, speaking of the shore, Mr. Jack Morey, who is the man behind Morey's Piers in Wildwood. And it's the big friggin' deal this week. So are we announcing what that is later, or can we say what that is I mean, now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it says... We can say uh, what yeah, it is now? Yeah. All right, so you get a same-day ride and water park combo ticket to Morey's Piers uh, for 70 bucks, unlimited rides for an entire day. Wow. All three piers and both big water parks in Wildwood. And you get this deal now through Sunday at WMMR.com. You can use the keyword deal. And uh, tickets are valid this summer uh, from June 9th through September 4th. And supplies are limited on this. That's the thing. So it's a limited edition, and you need to get them before they're gone. So Jack's going to be here this morning. We'll find out the latest on the piers. Last time he was here, he bought a uh, roller coaster wheel. He uh, did. Which is very cool, so I'm hoping he's going to bring a Ferris wheel today. Ooh, that'd, that'd be nice. The whole thing yeah. would be very good. So uh, he'll be stopping in around 8 o'clock. We'll get the details on the piers. And, of course, that all ties in with the live broadcast at Keenan's on Friday. We'll also have joining us today Brian Callen. Brian's going to be at Helium Comedy Club on Friday and Saturday and Sunday this coming weekend. But, obviously... We're going to be out and about on Friday, so we won't be able to see him in person. So he's going to check in today via Zoom. Nice. See what the latest is on Brian and uh, get those tickets. It's why he's got so many shows because a lot of people want to go out and see him. Uh, So we'll uh, chat with him, see what's up in his world. And we also have to award our coolest teacher of the year at Roman Catholic High School. That was the school that was chosen on Friday. Now they get the weekend to vote. And the votes came in, and we now have an answer of who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. And that that honor goes to Mr. James Flannery. Jimmy! 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 
Jimmy. Jimmy Flannery. Yeah, Jimmy Flannery from Roman Catholic. He is our winner. I'm sure the kids just all call him Jimmy. I'm sure. No, he's Mr. Flannery, and I, I don't know a whole lot about him, but hopefully we can find out later on this morning. He is a social studies and English teacher, and uh, he's been there for seven years at Roman Catholic, and he's a teacher of world history, American government, and freshman English. If you're teaching those subjects and people think you're the coolest, you got to be, there's something cool yeah. about you in particular. I think so. World history, American government, those are heavy. and English, three of my least favorite subjects <laughs> in high school. I also understand, Preston, that he taxidermies mice and puts them into little dioramas. Wow. Yeah, I've cool. seen that somewhere before. I also think if he's teaching, I think, if he's teaching those two subjects, that means he has two degrees. Oh, possibly. Right? Uh, he's also the moderator of the school newspaper Whoa. and the World Affairs Club. So they just love him over there at Roman Catholic. So congratulations, Mr. Flannery. We are going to give you the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and a $50 gift card from Five Below. So we are hoping to hear from him if yep. you know Mr. Flannery, you know James Flannery, let him know that we called his name out, or at least the uh, the students did, and that we would like to hear from him this morning for just a moment or two if he has a chance to give us a call. Now we need you to pick another school. Do you realize? Ladies' Choice. Kathy was sick as a dog but dragged herself in here because she did not want to miss selecting a school. It is her official turn, so we didn't skip her or anything like that. So Kathy's taking the... Oh, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. ...jar... I like doing this. ...of schools. <laughs> She's going to reach in. Right? Isn't it fun? <laughs> grab a paper and tell us who the next one is. Oh, we're going to Bucks County, guys. All right. Not my high school that I graduated from, but Bristol High School in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Oh. Hi, Bristol. Bristol High School, here's what you need to do. Very, very simple. If you're a student there, just text the word TEACHER to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link, and it'll tell you the rest of what you need to do. So, Bristol High School in Bucksco, text the word TEACHER to 39333. You have 24 hours to vote, all right? And make sure that you do let them know. Uh, at front office that uh, they have been included in this. And uh, maybe some announcements will be made and uh, they'll kind of get the voting up and running amongst the student body and we'll find out who you think the coolest teacher of the year has been and a little acknowledgement for that particular person. So get on it, if you will, please. Teacher to 39333. Let's take a break and come back in a moment. The entertainment report, of course, is up and a stupid question all set to go. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We have a pair of tickets to see comedians Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee Saturday, June 17th at the Met. And the question that I ask you is this, my friend. What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? Uh Uh-huh. 215263WMMR. A scientific question for your mind this early in the morning. What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? 215263WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Uh, Today's birthdays on the 22nd of May... Uh, include a songwriter. We're talking about him. He was. He's going to have um, uh, his uh, memoir released very soon. Benny, Bernie Taupin. Legendary. Legendary lyricist. Elton John would not have had his initial skyrocketing fame were it not for Bernie Taupin. Yep. They were a great partnership. Excellent. And uh, his lyrics, it's, they're, they're so interesting, so poetic. Uh, so unique. I love this song. Uh, this could be my all-time favorite song. Just makes me feel good anytime I listen yeah. to it. Uh, so happy 73rd birthday, Bernie. The dude who played um, him in the movie Rocket Man. Yeah. Good actor. Yeah. And that's the way I'd like to perceive Bernie Taupin as being. Yep. Uh, we also have actor and director Richard Benjamin. Yes. Uh, he's 85 years old Oh, today. my God. Yeah. Catch-22, Deconstructing Harry, uh, Love at First Bite. Love at first, he's, he's Van Helsing's nephew, I guess. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's the guy, and he constantly gets screwed over. I never put that together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, he had directed a lot of things. A ton do, of stuff. He directed The Goodbye Girl and, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. He's 85 years old today. Uh, Naomi Campbell has a birthday today. She's apparently uh, becoming human. Yeah, like she's actually gotten nice, and uh, she was known for a string of, you know, hurling phones at people and, and assistants and stuff, and they hated her. Yeah, but now she, people are speaking glowingly of her. Yep, she turns uh, fifty-three years old today. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Oh, it's Ted Kaczynski's birthday oh. today. The Unabomber. They probably have to do a little something at the prison. Uh, and he turns 81 today. Do you know why uh, the name Unabomber, why he got that name? I assume he trademarked it. Uh, no, I don't no, know no. about that. But I'd always, I wasn't sure. Una, I thought maybe it meant one singular or something like that. No, it's because he was sending bombs to universities. Oh. And so, therefore, okay. they, the, the the FBI had to give him some something. type of a name. And so they came up with the Unabomber. There's a documentary out. Um, there, an interviewer got a chance to sit down and talk to him. And they're recorded. Uh, there's a recorded interview with him. And I know this will come out of left field, but he's a nut job. Yeah. Uh, he's, out, he's he's out of left field. Oh, he's yeah. off the hook. Yeah. Um, favorite show, though? Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Go figure. Yeah. Well, 
Nothing else from Mazel. Uh, he uh, it was a family member that turned him in. It was, wasn't it his, his brother? brother? Yeah. yeah, he 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 was this uh, bizarre separatist. I mean, he literally lived out in the middle of nowhere. And he hated wanted, tech. Wanted nothing to do with anyone. He what? He hated tech. Yeah, he hated tech. All kinds of stuff, man. He's just a disturbed individual. Yeah. So now he's in a supermax prison, I believe. Uh, he's eighty-one today. Uh, Brooke Smith, actress in Silence of the Lambs. She was the gal in the pit oh. who had to rub the lotion on her skin. Okay. Uh, she was also in Grey's Anatomy, and uh, she turns 56 years old today. The interesting thing about uh, her and Silence of the Lambs is um, the guy who plays uh, uh, Bill, uh, yeah. Buffalo Bill, uh, and I forgot that actor's name. He's great. But they apparently, they spent so much time hanging out like around that pit area that they became like the best, best of friends. Isn't that wild? Because in the movie... <clears throat> What, what I dug about her character in the movie is that uh, she she was she was defiant still oh, in the yeah. pit. Like yeah. she like you know he had all this lotion he bought yes. and she wouldn't rub it on her. Uh-uh, uh-uh. How do you make a skin suit if you can't get the skin all lotioned up? But apparently they were they were joking all the time. Oh, that's and, great. And having a really good time on that set, which is bizarre because it's so just disturbing. And what, what is that actor's name? It's not. I, I, I'm, I'm Ted saying Levine. It's Ted Levine was great. He was also on the show Monk. He was the police captain. Yes, correct. Uh, so she, Brooke Smith, turns 56 years old today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw an actress I'm not all that familiar with, uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Uh, she's on Big Love. Yeah. Um, Walk she's the annoying. Line. She's in that movie. She's annoying. Yeah, if it, I think if it's the girl, I think. Uh, she was also on Once Upon a Time, which is a series I loved. Started off great. It sort of showed how modern day fairy tales were brought into being. And then it it uh, crapped the bed, as they say. Yeah, mm. th- that's her. I don't. Uh, you don't like her? She, what was that movie she was in? Uh, something. She's just not that into you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like she her? annoyed me in that. Oh, uh, you're she, just not that into her. I'm just not. I'm really not that into her. All right, she's 45 today. Happy birthday, everybody! Celebrating yeah. birthday today. By the way, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question: What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? Two one five two six three WMMR. That is our number, and the caller is Bryce, who we're going to go to. Hey, Bryce. Hey, good morning, it. Good, good morning, morning, it, and good morning to see you. All right, Bryce. <laughs> What inorganic molecule does lightning produce? Is it ozone? Ozone. That is correct. Hang Good morning on. to see you. Hang on. I've got to remember to say that. I've got to. You, yeah. I, I'm slowly starting yes, to remember. Uh, thank too. you. Yeah. All right, Bryce. You got yourself a pair of tickets to see comedians Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee of the Bad Friends podcast Saturday, June 17th. At the Met Philadelphia, and tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. I would love to, at some point, uh, like our Hey Bitches, Hey What, right, yeah. be able to say, Good morning, it, and then everybody responds, Good morning to see you. <laughs> Maybe someday it'll get to that level. Well, we, we, we'll see if we can take it out for a spin Good soon. morning to see you. <laughs> All right. But you have to say it that way. Good morning to see you. To see you. Good morning to see you. <laughs> oh, I just said that. <laughs> All right, at the box office, number one was Fast X. It made $67 million, uh, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Then you had the Super Mario Brothers movie, Book Club, the next chapter, Evil Dead Rise, John Wick, Chapter 4. Are You There, God, was seventh, followed by Hypnotic, Blackberry, and Dungeons and Dragons. So Blackberry was the uh, yeah. uh, show that we were talking to. Uh, Glenn Howerton. Glenn, thank yeah. you, about uh, on Friday. Um, and you said it's amazing. I I loved it, and I think it's sort of a limited release, and for it to end up in the in the top is is pretty damn good. I'm curious 
what the last Fast and Furious movie did on its debut. Mm. Something tells me it did a lot more than $67 million. I have a feeling you are correct, yeah. sir. All right, we're going to dive into some of the stories I have here for you. Jade Jagger, the daughter of Mick Jagger, was arrested on the Spanish island of Ibiza for bad girl. attacking police officers. Oh, not good. Uh, the 51-year-old jewelry designer 51. had been staying at a hotel on the popular party island since at least May 11th. She was arrested on Wednesday along with a man following an altercation at a restaurant. Uh, the man became aggressive with waiters and the couple were thrown out. Uh, police were called after the man continued to hurl insults on the street. When they arrived, the man resisted arrest and Jagger attacked police officers by scratching and punching. Uh, she will be in court uh, sometime this week. It's wild when you think about, you know, f- f- his kids in the f- in their 50s. Yeah. I wonder if he has, he's got a lot of kids, though. He's got he? eight legitimate kids. Yeah. Uh, and they, they range from 52. She's the second oldest. Steve, we were talking about, when we were talking about De Niro a couple weeks yes. ago. People were pointing out uh, Mick has a lot of kids from a lot of different women and different ages. His youngest is a guy named Devereaux Octavian Basil Jagger, which is a great name. Uh, and Devereaux is six years old. Six. I'm sorry. How um, many does he have? Eight legitimate. How many total do we know? Uh, 2,700. <laughs> yeah, probably. more than likely. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't I don't know about the illegitimate so, or, you know, kids or ones that he may not know of. Okay. Six years old. Up to... 52. 52. Yeah, that's his sister. Jesus! Wow. Uh, Kim Kardashian, speaking of uh, kids, opened up about the difficulty she faces as a parent on a forthcoming episode of a podcast. The Kardashian star said, being a mother is the most challenging yet rewarding experience of her life. And she said, there are nights I cry myself. I literally cry myself. (laughs) She said, like, holy S, this, this effing tornado in my house... Like, what just happened? How did this stain get on my all-white carpet? Uh, she has four children, of course, with her ex, Kanye. Uh, she's got uh, nine-year-old North, seven-year-old Saint, and five-year-old Chicago, and four-year-old Saul. Do you think if you were to sit her in a room and have 20 pictures of kids and showed them to her, she could identify her own? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Seeing that the nanny and uh, <laughs> right. all the others. All the other housekeeper, the gardener, yeah. the pool boy. Uh, so the Skims founder added that although parenting is full madness at times, it's the best chaos. On a recent episode of the Happy Sack Views podcast, John Cena opened up about his beef with Dwayne The Rock Johnson in 2012-2013. And, and he's kind of done, uh, he's somewhat apologizing. He said, I got selfish and me living WWE at the point and not having any concept of growth or someone else's perspective I took Dwayne's comments about the business as not genuine. He said, uh, instead of going like, hey, man, I'd like to try to do this uh, do this thing to hook you back in, and maybe we can collaborate and really make it big. I was just like, F this. I'm calling this dude out. This is a moment. You gave me an opening. I'm going to kick the door in. I don't remember all the... Uh, I remember there was a little beef, uh, but I don't remember it being too substantial. Uh, but I think what's happened is is that uh, Cena now is in that lots of movie roles, hit oh, TV yeah. show role, and he's looking at it from uh, Dwayne Johnson's perspective and going, okay, yeah, I get it now. I can have a bigger, yeah, longer yeah, yeah. career by doing this. I love John Cena because of the work that he does for Make-A-Wish, and, and I started doing a little bit of work with him uh, locally, and uh, they told me last week that John Cena will actively reach out to Make-A-Wish and say, okay, give me four or five. I have time this week to do it. That's so amazing. You know, and he doesn't do it for the press, but he does it just because he, he feels like he makes a connection with these kids, and he's just a, a decent person. 
Let me tell you something. The Peacemaker series yeah. is so effing good, and I cannot wait for season two. Uh, and he's perfect in the role. Uh, Cena added that there was a moment where there was a lot of bad vibes between us, and rightfully so. These I, days, however, the pair are in a really good place, he said. I would never want bad vibes with uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, no, I don't think so. So, John of the Majors and Megan Good were photographed together over the weekend for the first time since it was reported that the pair are dating. Uh, Majors and Good held hands as they took a flight from New York to Los Angeles on Saturday. And this comes after the Creed actor faces assault charges following an alleged domestic dispute with an ex-girlfriend back in March. Curious to see how everything shakes out with the uh, MCU with him. The word is they're actively looking at other options for Kang. Yeah, you know, would only make sense yep. just in case. So we'll see. How about John Cena? On a recent episode of the Pillows and Beer podcast, uh, Southern Charm star Madison LaCroix <laughs> spoke about when she first received a DM from Alex Rodriguez. How did I miss this? From A-Rod. Uh, she said, I'm being effing catfish. The dude who's dating Jennifer Lopez is not in my DMs right now, she had told the host, Austin Kroll, who she was dating at the time. Uh, she said, I told Rodriguez, I said, if you're looking for a side chick which clearly he was. It wasn't going to be me. I'm wifey material, she said. Uh, He kept on FaceTiming, and then Kroll added, he kept on FaceTiming you ad nauseum. You were like, this mother effers FaceTimed me three or four times today, and then he, like, got mad at Madison because she didn't answer when she was on the boat or something, and she was like, (laughs) I'm not at your beck and call. Rodriguez is... Red said, and now A-Rod's rep said in a statement, her 15 minutes of fame are up, and she's trying to get a 16th minute. Talk to the hand. Please stop wasting everyone's time with these false narratives. They were false two years ago and continue to be false. This is an I amazing no revelation. this person is. Neither do I. Yeah. I don't know the show she's on. I don't know who she is. I don't know who the host of the show is. I know A-Rod. Uh, Nick pulled up her Instagram. She's very attractive. As, as you, you would imagine. imagine. As you would imagine. That's right. Jinx. Oh my God! <laughs> Buy me a you can imagine. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx! Oh my God! Oh, as you can imagine. What is Southern Charm? That's the show she's on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all right, let's I, move on. We I do not care. Who gives no. a crap? The world would be a better place when they're gone. <laughs> Jesus! I wish they were dead. Wow! I wish they were dead. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, I have Wendy Williams. Well, maybe that was right. that was a little harsh. Yeah, sorry. So Wendy Williams is not in the hospital, despite a report stating otherwise. Her rep, Sean Zanotti. Told the outlet, I can confirm that Wendy is not in the hospital. As reported, I can confirm that she is not in New York. What can they confirm? This comes days after the former talk show host pulled out of a speaking engagement at the Atlanta Women's Expo, which we reported on last week. We had audio of her giving a lecture two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, so I think she still has some issues. Sounds like it. Uh, scandal stars Kerry Washington and Tony Goldwyn reunited to celebrate Goldwyn's 63rd birthday over the weekend. On Saturday, Washington shared selfies of the pair together, including one where Goldwyn pretended to stick his fingers in her nose. I'm glad you said nose. And uh, she wrote that she was uh, uh, happy for his birthday. He's clearly very excited. She wrote, happy birthday, Tony. Love you so much. <laughs> was he in uh, Angels in America? This actor? Uh, Tony Goldwyn? Yeah. He is actually, um, he's also in Ghost. He might be in Angels in America, Nick. He was the, uh, yeah. he was the, uh, the the bad guy in Ghost. Yeah. He was also in um, Last House on the Left, the remake. And Nick, he's, I don't, 
Am I think thinking of somebody he else? He was in Angels of, in America. No, that was Patrick Wilson. Okay. Uh, I think it was a guy who was in that. But um, I do like this actor, though. I just yeah, think he's I good. Wrong, yeah. He's also related to the Metro Goldwyn mayor. Oh, no kidding. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good family to be related or to. Or families. Uh, today reports that jury duty actor Ronald Gladden took to his Instagram stories on Friday to share that he was summoned. For real-life jury duty. <laughs> Alongside a photo of his paper summons of the county of San Diego, uh, Gladden wrote, uh, coincidental timing, question mark? So uh, he's actually going to get to sit on a real Do you watch any of that show? I've not. I heard it's great. Yeah, it's, it's a reality show where everyone is in on the joke or the gag, but the, this guy. Yeah, I would, uh, I would like to check it out. So, while speaking with Entertainment Tonight recently, Paula Abdul said she had her fill when it comes to appearing on reality television. Explaining that she turned down a spot on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the straight-up singer said, I've been humbled, I got a kick out of that, and it, uh, I was even, uh, wait, I got a kick out of it that huh? I was ever even asked. Okay, all right, say. so she was honored by the, the query, yes. but she doesn't want to do it. No, she said, I like to be the one on the couch with the popcorn watching with my dog. She said, I feel like I've been on reality television for a long, long time, so she's not interested. Uh, the last thing she did that caught people's attention was when she danced with herself in that video. Remember, it was, a, it was middle, oh, yeah. of, middle of COVID. Yeah, they they had a one of her earlier yeah. choreographed videos, maybe maybe from one of her music videos, and she was doing the routine along with it, and she was great. Yeah, yeah. she still got the moves. Yeah, uh, Michelle Yo, hey, Yo, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle Yo, Hey Yo, uh, commented on the possibility <laughs> of an Everything Everywhere All at Once sequel during a con film festival uh, recently, and she said, "There's no sequel. Uh, we would just be doing the same thing." Uh, she added that since starring in the highly acclaimed film, the best thing that has happened is I receive a script that doesn't describe the character as a Chinese or Asian-looking person. We are actors. We are supposed to act. We're supposed to step into roles, roles that are given to us and do our job as best we can. That, for me, is the biggest step forward. There's no way you could do a sequel to that movie because that movie is has so many plot points to it. Yeah. There's so much going on. Yeah. And it was so unique. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just uh, yeah, it's, rapid fire. And, and there's no way you could. What what more can you yeah. add to that? Story? We forgot something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is it is dense with material without question. Uh, fans hoping to see Miley Cyrus on tour following the release of her latest album, Endless Summer Vacation, shouldn't get their hopes up. During an interview with British Vogue's latest cover story, the Grammy-nominated singer said that she's not sure that she can see herself doing tours anymore. Wow. At least not for the foreseeable future. She said, uh, after the last <laughs> Headline Arena show I did in 2014, that's how long it's been. Uh, she said, I kind of looked at it as more of a question, and I can't. I, uh, not, uh, uh, do we have that? Do we have the audio of her vocal fry in the last time, Case? Uh, uh, you were playing the vi- Oh, you showed me no, the video of her video. paired with a, a dog that makes the same sound. That's what it is, yeah. Because the vocal fry thing that we did was with uh, Kim Kardashian for us. Yeah. Uh, she said, not only can't, because uh, can't is your capability, but my desire. Do I want to live my life for uh, anyone else's pleasure or for filming it than my own? Leaving the question uh, up in the air. Essentially, she's saying she just doesn't want to do it anymore. 
Um, earlier in the interview, she explained what the hell that are you talking about? she prefers to perform for her friends and loved ones in her close circle rather than an entire arena. She said, like singing for hundreds of thousands of people isn't really the thing that I love. There's no connection. There's no safety. She said, it's also not natural. It's so isolating because you're in front of 100,000 people and then you're alone. Am I wrong or is she looking better these days? Uh, I, I haven't really seen her yeah. lately, so I don't seen know. Her a fair amount. She's looking. Uh, we're uh, looking at a photo now, yeah. but I have no idea when that was taken. A little so. more clammed up recently. Benedict Cumberbatch has reportedly been cast as folk icon Pete Seeger in the huh. upcoming Brian Dylan biopic, Complete Unknown. Uh, Seeger, who died in 2014 at 94, played a significant role in Dylan's earlier musical career in the 1960s. Uh, helping facilitate his record label contract and inviting him to perform at the Newport Folk Festival. Is it Seeger that sang Puff the Magic Dragon? No. Uh, oh, I don't know. Was he Pete from... Uh, I don't know. Wait. I, I just don't know. I thought Puff the Magic Dragon was uh, Peter, Paul, Peter and Paul and Mary. Yeah, yeah. That's a different Pete. Oh, okay. There That's we go. Peter Yarrow. So, there we go. Uncomplete Unknown stars Timothy Chalamet as Dylan, Monica Barbaro as Joan Baez, and Elle Fanning in an unspecified role. Uh, Woody Guthrie will also be portrayed in the movie, though the actor cast for the role has not yet been announced. The biopic is scheduled to begin production in August. And we are ready for the clips now. Wow. Yeah. Like a machine. Josh Jamal and his friends test their athletic ability in the new film, Buddy Games, Spring Awakening. And in this clip, he talks about his real-life buddy games. You know, it's usually like ping pong and, you know, there's wiffle ball and there's golf. There's always one or two events that are just nuts. We'll do it live! I don't know what the events that are nuts, though, but... quick. I was... Uh, the Buddy yeah. Games, Spring Awakening is in theaters now. Next clip. 23 years after the original story, Burt Kreischer is hitting the big screen to continue the story of The Machine. And here, he gives advice to fellow filmmakers. I will tell this to anyone who ever makes a movie. Don't worry about losing weight. You know what you do? I was just fat in the movie. I just gained more weight <laughs> after the movie. Now I watch it, I'm like, I looked great. Yeah! <laughs> uh, the Machine is in theaters on Friday, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have. I hope it gets. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a little element of it that's critic proof, but I'd love to see it get some good good reviews. So Bert wanted to do something nice for us this week because he can't get us out to L.A. Yep. for the premiere because we have uh, Keenan's on Friday. So uh, he made sure that DoorDash brought us some donuts from Dunkin'. <laughs> Gift right here, Preston, that you are opening up is uh, courtesy of Bert Kreischer. No way. And his team. Yeah, that's nice. And what kind yeah. of donuts? There's a note. It says, Love, Birdie Boy. The machine opens <laughs> in theaters this Friday. So uh, he's got a bunch uh, bunch of different kinds of donuts. I thought it'd be like pictures of him on the donut. No, it's a, it's a, it's a Dunkin' variety. Yeah. All right. So we're not, we're not going to L.A. to see the premiere, but we do have donuts. But we well, do have donuts. donuts. And uh, we run yeah. on Dunkin'. We can basically snap our fingers and have the, uh, you know. Yeah. We could be neck deep in donuts, but we appreciate the It's effort. a nice gesture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bert. Thank it's you, very Bert. nice. We love you, sir. And we appreciate that. And we wish you nothing <laughs> but success yes. with the machine. Wouldn't it be great if this got really good reviews and, and did well in its first week? It would be. We're going to make sure that happens. We're yeah. going to do what we can to make sure that happens. Beg you. It's right. uh, late in theaters on Thursday and then like like full runs on, you know, over the weekend. So see, see it Thursday night? Yes, yeah, so and Thursday night, it's like, because I checked. I was like, well, I, you know, I was hoping to be able to maybe see it on Wednesday, but it, it doesn't open until Thursday. It's like 10 o'clock showings on Thursday. And as Bert asked, if you can see it in the theater, it makes a big difference. I'm definitely yeah. going to. 
Excellent. All right, with that, let's take a break. Come back in a moment later on this morning. Brian Callen stopping in, uh, checking in with us, and uh, more. We'll be right back. Stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Metallica. Larkin Poe. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thanks, Kath. We missed you, by the way. Oh, thanks. Are we feeling better? Uh, getting there. All right. Couple days off. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, and we welcome all those back. Um, I saw a couple stories which I uh, kind of tied in together uh, about uh, pets, Americans and pets. Is it how much is that pressed in the window? No, it is not how much. No? Are you what strong? is it? The dog walker? <laughs> are you say? Are you is saying it dog another? walker Texas Ranger? <laughs> you know, well, I, I got. Like that. I'll like that just lot. tell you. I, I'll bring a dog and tell you you have AIDS. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Walker told me I have AIDS. So. Much is that pressed in the window? Uh, American pet owners are giving their uh, pets more human names uh, this year. A new study looked into the naming trends among both dog and cat owners across the nation. We just had this conversation. Uh, I forget who we were talking with. A uh, celebrity. Yeah, I think you were talking to oh, Joe the... Dombrowski. Was oh, no, about? no, it was the, the female comedian That's who it, brought right. her dog Christina in. Hutchinson. Yes, yeah. Christina Hutchinson. And she talked about giving uh, her uh, her pet a human name. Mm-hmm. That's something His name I've... was Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, get, uh, Kevin uh, from McAllister. Kevin McAllister from All Along. <laughs> uh, love that idea. Yeah. Uh, the new 2023 Pet Name Study, commissioned by trusted house sitters in honor of National Pet Month, looked at more than 50,000 pet names registered on their platform, and researchers sorted them by species, dog or cat, popularity, and region. And among the dog owners, uh, the top name is Charlie. Charlie. Oh, for my dogs. God. So, okay, we we almost got a dog, uh, but we didn't. What? Uh, yeah, it, it got adopted out. It was like Is that a the spur- one you texted me? Yes, Nick, okay. it was the one I texted you. Yeah, we, we went back a couple times, and oh. he did end up getting... But when we left, Jace was like... We should, if we get him, we should name him Charlie. Oh, it's a good go. dog name. I've always liked that name for dog. Was it a Bernie's Furry dog? dog? It was not Case. He was like okay. the most adorable mix of like a, a golden retriever, a lab, and something else. Yeah, I like human names, and I think I also have a problem. I think it's 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 a me issue where I don't want anybody else to name our dog. Uh, we no, had, it's your your prerogative to yeah. name the dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, no, but like even in my family, I tried to I tried to with Reggie. I tried what? to have like a name it by committee type of deal, and the name that we ended up with, I was like, "No, nah, that's not his name." Well, no, just yeah. don't just don't invite anyone to name the dog, and you can avoid. I'm that. not going to do that. It's anymore. your you. You are the lord of that dog's name. Next time I bring it home, I'm the, here is your dog, and this is your dog. You name. call me. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll come over. You I, see that as as head of household, that is uh, that's a uh, perk that you get. Yeah, I okay. think so. Whoever think buys so. the food names the dog. Well, because the Reg, uh, Reggie was initially, and I don't want to say his name. He was all, he was kind of named by my daughter's classmates, and uh, because you know we brought him home, and then she sent pictures, and what should we name him? And then they were like, "Oh, how about you, this?" You got to cut that crap off. Of oh, the I, knees. oh, I do. You always make up the name. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. One uh, of my cats has a human name though, Chloe. Yeah, yeah absolutely fine. Uh, but the first we uh, my, the first cat I ever had in the house that we ever had as a little kid, my older brother brought him home. Uh, Gene, was uh, it was Hubert. Oh, Hubert! And now I have a new Hubert. 
So, and who, wasn't there a Linda, too? Linda was, yes. I had a crush on a girl in school named Linda. It was an elementary school. And then we had this white cat. And uh, Linda, and I, I was wonderful to be able to say, Linda crapped in my shoe. Or, <laughs> but Linda took a piss in the dog's water bowl. Kathy, going back to the name Chloe, even though that's a human name, it's a less common human name. So you know what I mean? As opposed to Dave. Yeah. Right. Bob. Yeah. A more, a more common you know, conversation, yeah. a name that'll pop up like yeah. naming your dog Bob is going to be an interesting thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I agree. Fozzie was supposed to be named Dave, and then I pulled the plug on that last minute just because everybody... Yeah, considering my... you have, like, Daves in your family. Oh, yeah. My dad, my brother, my ne- <laughs> my nephew, my brother-in-law, they're all named Dave, and I thought it would be funny to name him Dave, and then I was, at last minute, I was like, nah, I'll just call him Fozzie. Look at Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> right? It was his nickname on the, the dog, his dog, right? That was the dog's yeah. name, and it became uh, his nickname. His nickname, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Charlie beat out second place was Cooper. I like Cooper, too. Uh, I think that's a cool name. Uh, followed by Max. By the way, all these names I uh, that are traditionally more masculine names, I like uh, as women's names okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, so that was followed by Max, Lucy, and Bella. Bella. Yes. Is that still a carryover from the Twilight series? I don't know. Maybe it is. Huh. Uh, meanwhile. What are your, 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 your Rook and um, Haley? Haley, yeah. Yeah, we let the kids name them. So. Okay. That's yeah. a human name. I like those <laughs> Yeah, Haley's Haley. a human yeah. name. Uh, Rook was, but listen, no matter what name you give your pet, at, at, even at first, like I thought Rook was a bit of an odd name and now he's, he's just Rook. Yeah, are you, are, that's who he is. Will yeah. you always call the dog by the name that's on his driver's license? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. You're all out of respect. Yeah. That's the way to do it. No, I we have a thousand names for each one of the pets because <laughs> Rook is like, uh, you know, we call him Fuzzball Buddy. Um, uh, what else we call him? Uh, Bubba. I love it. Uh, we just have all kinds the, of names. The more the merrier. So yeah. Hubert is, be, and I don't know why, but now he's Umberto. Umberto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I like don't that. know why. Uh, so Charlie topped Leo as a cat's name. So Charlie is also the Who's most Charlie? popular. Where's, where's the dog? This is Charlie. <laughs> for Not only for, for dogs, but for cats. Charlie topped uh, Leo. Who's Charlie? The best. This is Charlie. From the Kennel Society. For feline pet owners. Yeah. Uh, then you have Max, Sophie, and Stella. Stella! Rounded out the top five for cats. Stella! So, chances are, if, if somebody's got a pet, there's a good shot at its name being Charlie. Uh, and they also, have, they've broken them down by state. Oh, all of right. Their favorite dogs. All right, so I, I, I didn't go through the entire, because it was one of those maps that has the name yeah, written on each state as opposed to a list. Make a friggin' list. So, if you ever, if you make, list. make a friggin' list, <laughs> it's hard for Preston to read it. Duh. <laughs> What would Charlie's? Well, and Charlie, yeah, yeah Charlie yeah. Sheen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is Charlie? What's uh, Queefstain? Charlie Queefstain. That's my cat's name. Yeah. <laughs> and my dog's name is Flaming Thunder Turd. <laughs> Too many syllables. Well, Queefstain. In your world, I'm hopped up on coke all the time. Come here. Uh, so no, in uh, Pennsylvania, the top name for dogs is Charlie. Uh, and for New Jersey, top dog name is Molly. 
I like Molly too. I like that. It's a drug name. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. How is how is Molly spelled as the as a drug? Is same it same way? Same, same way. way. Well, there you go. That oh. was going to be my name if I was a girl, Molly. Molly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it's my niece's name. Is Molly short for anything? Molly. Well, m- uh, so a bunch of different things. My friend, my daughter's uh, friend's name is Molly, but her real name is Mary. My real name is Molly Stephen Michael Morris. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really a nickname. It's not short for anything. It's not like I, I, my, I had a great grandmother was Molly, and it was just Molly. Just Molly. That was her name. Okay. My great grandmother did Molly. Uh, for <laughs> uh, for Delaware, the most popular dog name is Gracie. That's right. It's a uh, Burns and Allen. Yeah. Gracie. And then uh, top cat names: Pennsylvania Bailey. Huh. Bailey. Uh, New Jersey is Max. Yeah. And for Delaware, Otis. <laughs> I like Otisburg. Um, I like the name Otis. Yeah, okay, these names work for me. Milo and Otis. What's that? Milo and Otis. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Was Otis the cat or the dog? The hooker. Okay. Uh, I had a friend who had a uh, pug named Otis, so that will always, that's what I think of when I hear the word or name Otis. My brother always called that movie The Adventures of My Little Scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it kind of sounds like that. Uh, Let me ask you, uh, do you like the older traditional rover, uh, you know, classic dog names? No. I I think they sound... They don't sound nostalgic to me. They sound like you didn't try. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me get a couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. You guys rock. Hi, Thank Mike. You, Mike, what's up, bud? Well, like Steve, I have a few cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a couple of them I have named after guitar players. So we have Lita named after Lita Ford. <laughs> and we have Rhodey named after Randy Rhodes. Nice. And then I also have Chucky. Who is a mutant? He has a very stubby tail, and initially we named him. Well, I named him Stubby, and the rest of the house really didn't like it. So I changed it to Chucky. And the reason I changed it to Chucky was because I was watching Sons of Anarchy, and there's a character on there named Chucky, and he gets his fingers cut off. So he's Stubby. The cat's Stubby. I named him Chucky. But you didn't go with the guitarist. I thought so. For Chucky, I would assume maybe perhaps Chuck Berry, and perhaps your cat likes to fart and. Faces. <laughs> no, not quite, but we have enough cats and enough names. And I'm All right. Sure I think there might be a couple other guitar players in there. I'm not sure. But. You know what, though, Mike, I do like the idea of, uh, and it's something that people sometimes skip the notion of going thematically with pet, pet names. I, I like yeah, that. I, I wanted to do all guitar players, but, yeah. you know, well, there's I, a couple, I, I, had, I, I had to compromise. There's a couple <laughs> of guitar players that have stubby fingers, like uh, Tony Iommi from uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, and, that would been called a call stubby. Damn it. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> and didn't Jerry Garcia have a... Uh, he's missing a finger. Yeah, he's missing a missing finger. finger. Jerry would have been a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so... All right, guys. Have all right, a take one. it easy. Take Love care. You. Uh, hang on a second here. We have uh, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Good morning. Yeah! What's up, Brooke? Oh, my God. Uh, oh my God. Um, okay, so... I have two pets. One is Buster, normal dog name. And then I have my distinguished hamster named Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. Eugene, Eugene is, is a great name for why, a hamster. Why Eugene, Brooke? 
Uh, when I met him, I just looked at him and I said, wow, that is definitely Eugene right there. So All right. Is, Sometimes it just it just happens. It just The, the yeah. name just falls right in your lap. You're correct. All right. And, I and like it, that. It's absolutely Thanks sort of it. a, you know, as obviously you're naming when you name a kid. You're giving a name that they're going to have to employ on, on a, you know, throughout their lives and so on and so forth. But there is sort of a, a fun, it's, it's sort of an identity for you as the pet owner, where yeah. your sensibilities are at. Yeah, I like this. Let me go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good mo- and good morning to see you. What's up, Kim? <laughs> I have three dogs. Um, we have Artemis, which we also call Artie. Uh, we have Mo, And we have Pippa. Pippa! Pippa! Oh, that's wonderful. Artie, Mo, and Pippa. I like yeah. Artemis. Yeah, Artemis yeah. is a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you Very never call English. him, you call you don't call him Artemis, you call him Artie. We call him Artie, we call him Artemis when he's misbehaving. Yes, All right. of course. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. By the way, I think dogs should have a middle name, too. Yeah. For when you get angry with them, you can say all three names. The full name so that they yep. know you're serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they really were perceptive. Yeah, we should get back to doing that, doing full names for dogs. Do you know who else name. was named Artemis? Artemis Gordon was James West's uh, partner on the Wild Wild West. Mm. And I always liked that name, Artemis. Uh, let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. What's up? Uh, so I want to talk about my two cats. Me and my girlfriend have two cats. They are named Gigi and Lily from, uh, like, from Tiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> what are the names again? Gigi and Lily. All right. Lily, Lily, and they're, and, legs, Lily, and they're Lily. from what delivery service? I'm not familiar. The, the, the Studio Ghibli movie, Kiki's Delivery Service, the anime movie. Oh, oh no, no, I, so I, I thought you were talking about another thing. No, I, that I don't know. So yeah, oh well, that's cool. At least that's that's a theme. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. You know, and then you you keep adding in on that. Uh, I mean, to me, it's uh, it's an opportunity where you can get crazy, get nuts with names mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, have some fun. Yeah. All right, well, well done. Well, it says here. Wait, I want to hear about this. It says you call your cat Queef as a nickname. <laughs> You can't leave that out, dude. What do you say? Like queef stains? I'm like, holy crap! I got a call. <laughs> well, that's the money shot. Yeah, the an- the queef yeah. over the anime every time. All right, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, for uh, dog and cat owners, picking a name can sometimes be the hardest part of being a new parent. It says here, but uh, some people are turning to the kitchen for inspiration. Thirteen percent of cat owners. Name their pet after a food or drink. <laughs> and the most popular food-inspired names include pepper, mm-hmm. ginger, honey, <laughs> cookie, and peanut. I can see that. We had a cat named Peanut. All right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like cookie. That's a good name. Yeah. Uh, just like Cookie Googleman. Cook- <laughs> cookie Googleman. Which is from uh, Best in Show. Yep. Um, and dog owners, let's see here, love naming their pup Aspen. Uh, and uh, cities and towns like Ask, Par- Ask. Paris and Brooklyn. Uh, meanwhile, cat owners prefer Salem if they're looking for a map. Salem the cat, yeah. Yes. Uh, some Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top fictional characters that cat owners name their pets after are Tigger, Simba, Zelda. That's a great idea. <laughs> Chester and Thor. Our one cat was named Bagheera. From Jungle Book. All right. And dog owners prefer Winnie, Zeus, Gizmo, Thor, 
and Mickey. The fun thing to do is if you have like teacup poodles and you name them Thor and yep. Drummer. Oh, and, yep. My brother's dog is Zeus, and he's yeah. like this goofy little with like fluffy ears and like does laps in the backyard. <laughs> Hang on, I like I this. It. Let me go to Jack. Hey, Jack. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. Hey, so we uh, we got this little gray and white cat about uh, three years ago, and we don't like to name it right away. You like to kind of let it, you know, try to figure it out as it goes instead of just picking something. And uh, so I'm eating chicken wings on my couch one night watching television, and this little tiny cat jumped up and ran away with one of my chicken wings. <laughs> I'm like, you little chicken wing. So, and lo and behold, the it, cat's name is Chicken Wings. The cat's dog. name is Chicken uh, Wings. That's as pure and, and as good a reason as any, and it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, man. Yeah, we. Tell me one winging. <laughs> we had a cat. Thanks, Jack. That came in as a foster cat, and so the cat had kittens, and and uh, the kittens all got adopted out, and so we were going to get this cat adopted out, but she she doesn't present well. She people come over, and she's too shy, and you yeah. can't make a case for somebody adopting this cat. So we kept her, and and she, she's just mom cat. That's what we call her all the time. This her name cat. is mom cat. Yeah, and it sticks. After all, you get used to calling. What was you didn't name one of your cats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forever. The black cat. <laughs> the black cat. The gray cat. Yeah. I had a friend yeah. who had a, a cat named Brer. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the noise that he made. Brer. Uh, let me go to Christopher. Hey, Christopher. Good morning. Morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. What's up, bud? Hey, I had a family friends growing up. They named their dog Fred C. Dobbs <laughs> Jr. They never had a senior or a third when they always called him like Dobby or Jr., but never actually called him Fred. Fred C. Dobbs Jr. Isn't that a Bo- a Bogart character? Isn't Fred C. Dobbs? Isn't that from uh, one of his one of Bogart's classic roles? I'm going to do a quick check on that. Yeah, uh, Fred C. Dobbs. But but I like that name. It's it's a full appropriate middle name and everything, Preston. especially with a junior thrown on there because there was no senior and for no particular yeah. reason. So Fred so, C. Uh, random be different and yeah. When- when Dog was in trouble, it was Fred C. Dobbs Jr. Stop it. I love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick just found something. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart played Fred C. Dobbs in what movie? Uh, Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon. Uh, no, he no. was Treasure of Sierra, Sierra Madre. Madre. Yeah. Sierra Madre. There right. you go. Been Sam was, Spade in Maltese Falcon, right? the sequel to Maltese Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's an <laughs> electric boogaloo. Uh, by the way, speaking of, of dogs, uh, I saw this as well. A recent study revealed the worst city in the United States for not cleaning up dog poop. Can I take a guess? <laughs> yeah. See, uh, San Francisco? No, you were right when you started. Seattle. Seattle. That's fun to say. Seattle is Seattle. number one. Well, we just San Francisco is number two, uh-huh. appropriately. Uh-huh. We just had Mr. D, the comedian, in on Friday, and he was talking about watching people openly take dumps in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. So apparently the dogs are in on that too. So. I like it. Uh, the dog, it works for me. Yeah, San Francisco was second. I left my heart in a pile about yay big in <laughs> San Francisco. Well, I'd had tacos. Uh, so San Francisco, then Pittsburgh and Denver. Home of the poop knife. Uh, they, that's right. In that's Pittsburgh, right. Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. They know how to poop in public. Uh, they search for complaints. Pittsburgh people poop in public. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we love about them. A lot of rivers, a lot of poop. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Tony uh, Tony Bennett is Absolutely. an expert in feces. Absolutely, yeah. Being in a love the human fecal matter, man. I'm in San Francisco, so one of the great attractions is San Francisco. Uh, they search for complaints. Homer Iceroni of, of <laughs> and poop. 
Cable cars. Cable cars. Uh, you know, sweaters in summer and poop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they search for complaints. Alcatraz. People. <laughs> Golden Gate. The Golden Gate. They got it all. And poop. Uh, they search. Ah, Auto thefts. They search for complaints of uh, people letting their dogs off leashes. This near and dear to me. About a city I love that's literally bathed in human crap. San Francisco. Thanks for remembering. You can put your pants down and crap yourselves if you want. They search for complaints of people uh, letting their dogs off leashes in public, barking dogs, and of course not picking up after their dogs. Uh, the report also revealed that Tucson, Arizona, was the home of the most considerate dog owners. <laughs> we have some wonderful, so in my neighborhood, the dog owners are really terrific. Everyone, you see them picking up after the dog, scooping up stuff. But sometimes you walk, you walk in an area, or like a park that's supposed to be for people to go, you know, uh, hang out in. And there's dog crap all over the place. It's like, come on. I mean, it's not San Francisco. I, I showed you guys, I took a picture. It was last year or the year before of literally a um, uh, a complimentary dog bag dispenser. Oh, yeah. And it says, please pick up after your dogs. Yeah. And at the base of the pole where the, that is holding this complimentary dog crap dispenser, which was full, mind you, was a huge steaming pile of fresh dog crap. Mm. That's I'm just like, that's actively... Yeah. D- horrible. They probably Disgusting. brought the dog over Lazy. and told him to poop right there on purpose. For a picture. But it's like, come on, man. Don't do that. By the way, the worst behaved dog owners in the country live in Pittsburgh. Poop knife. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Toilet in the middle of the room. People in Pittsburgh prefer poop knives? Yeah. yeah. They look like a little Play-Doh fun factory. And uh, Seattle is third. Uh, just Coffee behind. and poop. Second place is Starbucks. Newark, New Jersey. Uh, so they have the, they have the worst behaved dogs. Have you ever seen someone openly take a uh, a dump on the street? Uh, I, I one of the most no. <laughs> I remember, it, and this is years ago. We went in to see the Christmas tree in New York, and New York was you know Manhattan. And we, parents taking the kids in, and this is in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> there was a dude <laughs> taking a dump, and I'm like, and I, as a kid, I remember going, "That's that's amazing." <laughs> Wow, thanks for taking us here, Mommy. Nah, I saw a guy spank it in front of me in San Francisco one time. That was oh. interesting. And that's just disgusting. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. We were, we pulled up to an interstate. I was probably like 13 years old. And uh, I look, I turn my, my head, and there's a dude who is a homeless guy, unzipped his pants, reached in, and just started yanking away. Look at that. Right in front of me. Liquid Wiseroni. Yeah. <laughs> High on a hill. Here's your San Francisco treat. All over your windshield. Did <laughs> you enjoy that? <laughs> I assume you'll be leaving now. That's just horrible. Horrible. Uh, this other story, uh, since I'm the dog walker or whatever it is today, uh, just in time... For the summer dining season, the U.S. government has given its blessing to restaurants that want to allow pet dogs in their outdoor spaces. Uh, But even though nearly half of states already allow canine dining outdoors, the issue is far from settled, with many diners and restaurants pushing back against uh, the increased presence of dogs. Uh, Tracy Chu Parisi, a food blogger in New York, said, I'd like to be able to enjoy my meal without having to worry about fleas, pet hair, 
barking and entitled dogs and their owners. So, uh, 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 she said, hang on a second, she said she was once startled by a dog that stuck its head in her lap while she was reading a menu. And that, that shouldn't happen. Uh, but most of the time when I've been out and I've taken my dog, we used to go to the, the Ugly Moose when it existed, and Manny, and a yeah. few other... You know, uh, alfresco dining situations. My, my Chelsea was very well behaved. Wouldn't do that. Uh, if your dog is prone to being rambunctious, you, you shouldn't oh, yeah. take it to one of those situations. But for the most part, my experience is when people have brought their dogs out, it's been fine. You know, like they know that they're suited for that. Yeah, outdoor seating, I think, is different. I think it's very presumptuous uh, that everybody in a, is going to be okay with you bringing your dog mm-hmm. into a restaurant. Yeah, um, uh, or and and you know it's not not every restaurant lets you do that. No, no, but I mean I personally don't mind. I, yeah. you know I love <laughs> dogs so much. I don't right. care. But like I do think you know there are people out there that that are a afraid of dogs. Yes, be allergic right. to dogs. C just don't or, like dogs. What if cats are having dinner that yeah. night? Yeah, yeah, they don't about see that. It. What is this? Uh, that's like you know. Listen, and I love dogs. I, I definitely do. I have uh, two dogs that I love to death, but. Uh, I don't like when people bring their dogs to work. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a place for, and unless it's a service animal or if you're in a bind and there's absolutely nothing you can do. But I'm just, I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't. I mean, just, I, 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 it's it's pleasant to see the animals and everything, but we are here for a purpose, and there are things that need to get done, and sometimes that can get in the way. I just don't assume everyone loves my pet the way that I do. Right. And that's, that's a, but but still, it's uh, yeah. If you're going to do it, you know, know your. If your animal has ever torn apart a small person, or like, right. <laughs> probably don't bring them to a restaurant. Now, uh, when I got Fozzie, I had like all these hopes and dreams of being able to bring him to soccer games and baseball right. games and stuff like that. And then I found out in pretty short order that uh, he likes to bark at everybody uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, and same so, here. I yeah. thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, it's great. We'll be able to take dogs, socialize, do something. Nope. Your dogs oh, crack me up, Preston. It's right out of a funny farm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the footage you have of them. You guys are to the beach. Hey, guys. <laughs> Wait. They're gone. Yeah. 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 Um, But I did, like, so I was at my daughter's daughter's, uh, lacrosse game last year, and somebody brought their dog. And uh, you just assume that if you're bringing your dog to a public event like this, that maybe the dog is friendly. So I kind of, like, leaned in, you know, like, hey, buddy. And this thing was like, he better stay back. He won't say the baby. But the lady. What are you bringing him here for? But the lady kind of gave me crap as if, like, how dare you? Yeah. And I was like, well, don't bring a dog that doesn't like people to a a, a people event. You know, you just assume. Oh, don't be mad at me. Slut. (laughs) Back to this story. Restaurants have been. Required she to allow. How did that make you feel? Slut. <laughs> she was a slut. Uh, I assume. <laughs> a s- South American lumber. You, know, you work it out. Uh, so restaurants have been uh, required to allow service dogs for decades, but it wasn't until the mid 2000s that a handful of states, including Florida, Illinois, and Illinois, began passing laws allowing dogs into outdoor dining spaces. Twenty three states now have such laws or regula- regulations, but the legal landscape is confusing. Uh, Michigan law doesn't allow dogs in outdoor spaces, for example, but lets restaurants apply for a variance from their county health department. I think you don't, you know, just you don't be presumptuous. Find out if it's okay, and yeah. and and uh, again, make sure your pet, as you said, is not a, a lethal instrument of death. Right <laughs> before you take it out to the cafe. <laughs> One last quick story here. Uh, so, if you are going to travel. Um, you have to weigh whether you want to put a uh, a pet in a plane's cargo section all alone, 
Uh, there are endless rules about pet sizes, breeds, and carriers to consider. But now a new era is dawning for passengers flying with pets. Private airline company K9 Jets mm. has started offering pet-friendly flights between New York and Paris, Lisbon, and London. Uh, their mission is to provide an on-demand, pay-per-seat private jet for you and your furry friend. Uh, this is actually kind of brilliant. Uh, th- there have been occasions where airlines have, there have been issues where they were sued because a pet didn't survive, you know, wh- whether with in the in the compartment where the pets are kept or whatever. So, you know, I, listen, Pierre once sent Lucy up to, was it Cape Cod? Several in, times in, in, in a, a limo. In a limo. Yeah. Uh, so you have two choices. You can buy a separate seat for your pet, or your pet can sit on the floor with no additional charge. Although the company offers fixed prices for its seats, and passengers are only expected to pay for the seats they buy, uh, private jet comes with some expenses. So a seat on a canine jet flight uh, is only going to cost you about nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Man, uh, but that, you that, know that, inclu- that includes uh, uh, snacks and refreshments for the dog or you both. Okay, yeah. $9,000. That's it, huh? That's okay. it. Listen, no. for the a well-to-do pet parent who's just a dotes on their animal, yeah. that's going to be an absolute necessity. Yeah. And they're going to love that. Age. You can spend $9,000 yeah. to fly. Or take a family Skippy to Hawaii. You. Yeah, or you could do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So I thought it was a couple of interesting yeah. pet stories pass along this morning. All right. I... <laughs> are you... What? Are you... Dog Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah, there you go. I like Dog Walker, Texas Ranger. (laughs) I think that's the best thing for him. I would like to remind you that we chose a new school for the coolest teacher of the year. It's Bristol High School, obviously in Bristol, PA. Uh, So we want 9 through 12 because it's a 7 through 12 school. Uh, To text word teacher to 39333 so you can vote. We named this morning from Roman Catholic our school that we chose on Friday, Mr. James Flannery as the coolest teacher of the year. Social studies and English teacher at Roman Catholic is going to get the coffee mug and he's going to get a $50 uh, five below gift card. Excellent. Which is what the uh, teacher from Bristol High School will as well. So vote. You've got until tomorrow morning around 6 a.m. to get that vote in. We are going to take a break, but I would like to give away some passes to see about my father. It's a movie starring Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro. Uh, and Who is Charlie? Where is he? It's this funny. is Charlie. Alright, so the screening is today by the way, 7 o'clock at the PFS East in Philly. So you need to get there by 6.30 to get a seat. If you are free to go tonight, uh, we'll take callers uh, 5, 6, and 7 at 215 yes. 263 WMMR, and we will put you on our list. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do the Bizarre File and fire that baby up now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. Uh, Okay, listen. We were just talking about this last week. A man is dead. His two teenage sons were wounded after a grenade they found among their grandfather's old belongings exploded inside their Indiana home on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about this last week. Casey was asking how deadly are grenades. What's the blast range? Here you go. According to the Sheriff's Department, someone pulled the pin on the explosive, causing it to detonate inside of the residence. It was a real, live grenade. Uh, When deputies arrived at the scene, they found an unresponsive man who was later pronounced dead. The man's two sons, ages 14 and 18, were taken to a local hospital with shrapnel wounds. Uh, the bomb squad also responded to determine whether there were any additional explosives in the house. Homicide detectives are investigating the blast. Uh, no other information was immediately available. Uh, Casey, you know, we had talked about this last week. You know, that show I was telling you about Deadliest Warrior. Yes. Even though these are fragmentation grenades, even if you don't get hit by the fragments, the concussive force alone yeah. can kill you. And that's, you know, the, I'm sure that was part of the uh, contributed to those people dying. Yeah, I never realized that until I watched uh, If You See the Hurt Locker. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in the very opening scene, it's a concussive force that ends up killing that guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Cracks his skull. All right. For the third time this month, there's been a shark bite in the Florida Keys. And on Friday, a fisherman was hospitalized after a shark bite. But this time, the shark struck while he was on land. How does that happen? All right. So, a 35-year-old man was fishing off a dock. The shark was on the dock with the angler when it took a bite of his foot. Uh-huh. It's unclear if the man who was not identified reeled in the shark or how it ended up on the dock in the first place. Casey, they're on land now. I know! And they're biting people. He was flown to Jackson South Medical Center. His condition is unknown. I don't know if the guy actually stuck his foot in the shark's mouth and then it bit down or what? They say the shark got into a waiting Uber and left. Oh, and they so haven't... Something was up. Okay. All right. A shooting in Indiana that injured two people after a three-year-old accessed a gun led to the arrest of a man wanted for murder in Illinois. This is bizarre. Treshawn Smith, 23 years old, was arrested after he visited a hospital with non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. Investigators eventually determined that the shooting that sent Smith and another victim to the hospital occurred when a three-year-old was able to access a gun and and fire a single round. Uh, The police department said officers initially found both shooting victims at a hospital where they were being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. 
They later determined that the shooting occurred at an apartment complex in Lafayette, Indiana. The other victim was the child's mother, mm-hmm. and Smith was a friend of the mother's. Uh, Smith was arrested on an active murder warrant from neighboring Cook County, Illinois. Now, it's not the way you want it to happen, but no, it's pretty wild. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild that a three-year-old who got yeah. a hold of a gun happened to shoot somebody <laughs> who had a murder warrant out That's on That's a trick him. shot. Yeah. Claudia Jimenez woke up Thursday morning to find flames ripping through her apartment with the front door blocked by the blaze. She and her two young daughters were trapped, and all she could do was call for help. She said, I opened my window, and I started yelling, please, someone help me. There's a fire. And even before the firefighters arrived, help came from an unlikely place. Joe Holland, who's a homeless man, and his wife were camped out near him in his apartment. And when they heard the screams, he ran to help. He said, all I see is this lady pull open the window, and she's screaming, please help me. Hollis got under the window, Jimenez said, and told her to drop her two children to him. Uh, she said he was right underneath and was like, yes, throw your daughters out. I'm going to catch them. I'm going to get them. Uh, first went one-year-old Valerie. Next up was eight-year-old Natalie. And then Jimenez threw out the family's two dogs. Hollis safely caught each and every one of them. Wow. But then when it was her turn, Jimenez froze. She didn't want to come out at first, according to uh, uh, the who was Hollis Holland? She said he she was scared uh, that she was going to fall, and I was like, "Don't worry, I got you." Jimenez finally made the jump, landed safely in Holland's arms. The fire Wait, department, my china cabinet, uh, the fire <laughs> my safe, it's my an family safe, my piano. I'm a piano player. It's how I make a living. <laughs> the I dish- go to hell. Uh-huh. The dishwasher. I just bought it. Uh, so the fire department soon arrived to fight back the flames, and as things my lucky boulder, as things calmed down, you have a boulder. Uh, the grateful family said that they owe Hollands their lives. <laughs> I got it. While Jimenez and her family are safe, they lost everything, as did many of the residents in the building. Community members are now raising money to support the survivors. The cause of the remains of uh, the fire remains uh, under investigation. A few unexpected, uh, uh, Kathy. This story is all about you. A few okay. unexpected visitors have one family ready to move, according to uh, Zakia Brown. She and her family have been forced to live with seven possums since last oh, week. Oh God. It all started on May 11th when Brown noticed the first one while she was in the bathroom painting her toenails. She said, I looked a couple of times and thought I saw something, but the third time there was something. It was on the side of my foot just sitting there. How do you not notice a possum that's painting its own toenails? No, she was painting her toenails. Uh, The interactions had Brown fed up with the situation. She said she found one who was just looking to hang out in the bathroom. She said earlier this morning, my kids were getting ready for school. My daughter went to go brush her teeth, and it was just hanging on the towel rack. Just hanging out. How you doing? I like your nails. She said... That's a good summer color. Is that peach? She said my son, my 13-year-old, kind of trapped him and grabbed it. Uh, Possums are mostly nocturnal, but are sometimes seen in daylight, especially when food is scarce. The last few were caught during the day, and Brown said that that is enough for her and her, fam- and her family. She said now that they're coming out in the daytime, it's time to go. Was because it? it's been the last two. We caught them in the morning before the kids go to school in the bathroom, so it's just like, I'm out of here. Wasn't it possibly eating cat food and 
In, no, my parents' house. Yeah. I was yeah. living in my parents' bathroom, and it was eating the cat's food. Cat was losing weight, and then my dad blamed it on the tenant that was living in there because <laughs> the possums basically threw their crap and smeared it all over the walls. I guess oh they were God. trying to desperately get out, and my dad blamed uh, the poor uh, tenant that was living oh, in there. Oh, man. So there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the Everywhere. walls? Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Mm, Did you guys, there was a story last month where uh, the Mets were broadcasting in Oakland, a, a, game, a game against the A's, and they had to move <gasps> booths because there was so much possum poop in the Mets booth that they, they it smelled so bad that oh, they had to go down. Yeah. feces thrown so, all over the walls. A, a possum will mark its territory with its own crap? Well, the A's play in a really run-down, terrible stadium yeah. at this point, and so it's been literally, the, the radio booth was taken over by possums. That's wow. A- Horrific. Uh, so Brown was able to catch three of them, but she said there are still four of them loose in the house. Oh, my God. And she said that there has not been too much help getting them out. She said she called the animal control last There's week. possum on my Peloton. But as of Thursday, she still had, <laughs> had not heard anything. She's getting a workout in. Uh, she said they never showed up. Thankfully, the police did, though, but no animal control. Brown talked to her landlord and is set to move out by next week. Because they're just Don't envy them. taking over. And that is the last story that I have for you in the Bizarre File. Let me give away some more of these movie passes. So this is a screening for tonight, by the way. Yeah. And I realize I have more than I than uh, I thought. So we'll take seven callers. Seven. And give you passes to see the movie about my father. It's Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro. So it's tonight at 7 o'clock at the PFS East. And then it's going to hit theaters on May 26th. So if you're available to see a movie at the PFS East in Philadelphia tonight, uh, then give us a call, and we'll put you on the list. Seven callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. You sick son of a bitch. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Jack Morey is scheduled to join us and some information about the peers and all that's going on and a big friggin' deal with MMR. So we'll get to that in a moment, too. And also, don't forget, uh, Bristol High School. You guys get to go with the coolest teacher. Text the word teacher to 39333. We'll be right back. It's MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. Starting with the legendary Preston and Steve broadcast. This year with a 25th anniversary twist. Live from Keenan's North Wildwood from 6 to 10 a.m. Presented by Coors Light. Then join Pierre Robert on the air at noon for a sneak peek of MMR's finally summer weekend. Pierre tracks three of his favorite album sides on vinyl. It's the perfect playlist while you head to the Star Beach Bar at the Icona Diamond Beach for Brent Porsche's four-hour happy hour and live broadcast. Don't forget, you can listen anywhere with the free MMR app. Or just ask your smart speaker to open MMR. Happy summer from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The Jersey Shore. No secret this Friday, we're doing a little soiree at Canaan's in North Wildwood. The official opening of the Jersey Shore, and uh, the gentleman that's sitting to my left has actually been at that party. I remember that uh, when he stepped out onto the stage, and we're going to be doing it again this week, and we are ready to welcome to our studio the man behind the name of Maury's Piers, Mr. Jack Maury. Welcome back, Jack. Thanks. Good morning, guys. Nice to see you again, sir. 
It was nothing like uh, Keenan's drinking beer at 6 a.m. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a whole other world out there. And after we, uh, after we, uh, you know, kind of let that come and go, then we're headed to the piers, ready for a summer of awesomeness uh, that you guys always have set up. Which, by the way, I want to, I want to point out, we do have MMR's big friggin' deals: one same day ride and water park ticket. Uh, Tomorrow's Pierce for $70, and that's while supplies last. That's sensational. So this is, this is it's going to go quick. Yeah. So you yeah. need to go to WMMR.com right now if you want to participate and be a part of it. You guys have over 100 attractions, rides, everything all said and told? Yeah, we lost uh, we lost count. We like to build stuff down there. That You know, that deal's so good, by the way. I'm thinking about getting in. It was 70 bucks? Yeah, yeah, 70 bucks. You! Yeah. Put me down. you. I'll, I'll buy one. I got all right, it. you'll get one? Yeah, That's how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know. When you keep expanding and improving and, and all of that stuff, and, uh, you know, there, there's just a, uh, again, I said it to Preston, I think last year felt uh, really good, but this year, I just... Uh, I'm sensing so many people are going to be heading down to the shore a lot and, and just going to absorb every bit of it. So I'm thinking a banner year for the shore this summer. Hope so. You never know. Weather gods will usually tell. But look, there's, a, there's a good vibe going on. Yeah, yeah. Weather and gods are usually nice with the Cape May bubble. Uh, you've heard about the Cape May bubble, right? I heard about the bubble, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real. It, I mean, it really does exist. I, I hope that bubble extends now to the Cape May courthouse bubble. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's got a little vestment out there that uh, hopefully we'll talk about. Well, yeah, what Jack's talking about is uh, they opened up a nine-hole par three golf course. Oh. You were excited about this. In Cape May Courthouse. I was reading about it yesterday, actually, and yeah, absolutely, because as an avid golfer, I play a lot. Um, working on your short game, uh, par three course is the absolute best way to do that. Yeah. So listen, we're not done. We're not done with the peers. Well, well hopefully we'll never be done. We just like to build yeah. stuff. But uh, we thought that we'd um, we thought that we'd uh, reach out a little to the golf business. And the reason we're doing it is because, you know, golf can be a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen, I, I can be pretentious. I can play a pretentious game of golf. I like that. But our goal is to take pretension out of golf, expand the market, make it more welcoming for kids, for families, for, uh, for starters, and uh, starters as in first-timers. Um, and so we have nine new short tees in, ad- in addition to the back tees. Yep. Um, back tees are really hard, bring a lot of balls. Okay. And uh, short tees are easier but still really hard. Uh, but again, the goal is to really expand the the market. So we put our name on it because we think it's a whole new family thing. Well, yeah. when I see it says shoes are optional, uh, is, is that does that mean golf shoes are optional or shoes shoes, shoes. are optional? Oh, uh, yeah, shoes. She, beer is mandatory. Shoes are <laughs> <Okay>. optional. <laughs> all right. So sandals, barefoot, whatever, man. Come out and play, right? Yeah, we got little beer beer holders that are uh, all the tees. I love that. <laughs> no, that's great. Listen, yeah, the more people you can expose to the game, and, and it's easier way to expose people to that game because it can be expensive and exclusive and all that stuff. So, yeah. We want to be more approachable, less expensive. Shorter commitment of time and a hell of a lot more fun. Nice. Uh, you guys, the family business has been going on since 1969, right? 1969. That's Jeez. right. That's and, starting to make me old. And, <laughs> no, it's all good. Older and better. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what, uh, of the new cluster of, um, of, uh, you know, additions and so on and so forth, what's got you most stoked about uh, this summer season out there? Uh, well, separate from golf, I, I'm, I'm living in a golf world right now. Right, right, I, yeah. I got a golf bubble, let alone a Cape May bubble right now. Yeah. Um, but in addition to that, I've been working on a project for about 10 years that finally is starting to sort of, you know, come, come to life. And uh, for some reason, I like shipping containers. 
Uh, I like them a lot. <laughs> so much so uh, that we have three new attractions, um, uh, Core Brothers, uh, new Hurley's Fries, Can't Get Enough Fries, and, uh, and the new game, all made out of shipping containers uh, on our southernmost pier, Adventure Pier. And so the goal is to have this whole sort of retail marketplace, local food, local stuff. Um, it'll take another year to get going. Uh, it will take another year to, to sort of fully get fully developed. Right. Uh, but I think it's a cool thing. I saw it in... Um, so my son went to school in Australia, and he was like, you know, had all this long hair, and he's talking all this mate stuff. I was right. like, so my wife and I were like, we gotta go get him. He's not coming home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the process, we stumbled upon uh, Christchurch in uh, New Zealand, and it was the it was a post earthquake uh, thing, and they had fantastic shipping containers. It was just it was magnificent. So yeah. It's, I've been working on this for ten years, so uh, finally got a little action for, for store for uh, store locations for 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 all of those applications. Great, there are people actually just buy those and live in them and mod them up as oh, homes. Sure, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could. Uh, I, yeah, my wife was not that interested in that. She didn't I, like that idea. I, I we are, you know, we guys know where I live. We're practically neighbors. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to do that, and she said no. No, <laughs> curly fries. I, I yes. tell you, you don't you don't save any money using shipping containers. I learned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right. I actually was riding my bike past your house one time with my buddy Chuck, and I was like, "Hey!" And I, we like met one time. Like, "Hey, do you remember me?" And you were like, "Can you help me put my je- my <laughs> my uh, top back on my Jeep?" I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. As a you got a Jeep too, right? I did. I did. It's yeah. a, it's a two door. It's not a stick though. It's a, it's an automatic. Yeah, we need. Well, we need to stop that. <laughs> Some people say it's not a real Jeep. Yeah. Uh, Casey, I had my first uh, Core Brothers over the weekend of the season. Oh man, did yeah, you go with Saturday. the orange and? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Orange and vanilla. Yeah. Spot on. So for uh, those who have not been, what is Core? What is? Uh, it's soft ice cream. Yeah. Uh, but their signature is is orange and vanilla. It's like a sherbet and uh, and ice cream mixed together. It's like a dream sickle. Oh yeah. really? Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Nice. I, I, like, I like vanilla. You like just you, a straight you get up vanilla? vanilla, and you get a curly fry, and you stick the fry in the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're talking. Eat it that way? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, now you're training like an Olympian yeah. when you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> but what, that, it's what, about, you know, having the pass to do that. So the the, the the pier that I haven't been on, Jack, to to experience are the ones with the, um, and, and Casey, you know the names of the, of the piers better this than I do. This is the adventure pier you're talking about. With the big swing and all that stuff? Yeah, the, the oh giant wooden God. roller coaster, the, the slingshot, the swing. Oh. Yeah, the, the, the more adventurous rides. Do you, have you been on all those rides? Oh yeah. Okay. What's I mean, your favorite? You personally, Jack Morey's favorite. It's always the next ride. Yeah, it's always, always the next ride. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't talk about that. Okay. Right. Right. Well, because <laughs> a little while back, the tram car was the newest thing, and you had uh, come out and you were highlighting that. And uh, yeah, that that's was my favorite. That's a fun roller coaster. Now it's the next one. <laughs> okay. I mean, if I had to go with one true yeah. classic, it's the wood coaster. Are you really? Are you a hard? I mean, are you a hardcore uh, coaster aficionado? Do you, do you get the thrill? Because I know some people after a while. I I I love them. I still love them. Yeah. But some I, people just grow tired let, of. Them. Let me tell you what. I, I'm I'm a pretty lucky guy. But yeah. If you ever get a chance. Just one chance in your life to build a roller coaster, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is so much fun. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. your whole family are adventure seekers, Steve. If you are ever down in Wildwood and you see a Red Baron uh, uh, open biplane doing loop-de-loops, that's your brother, is it not? <laughs> that's my crazy brother. <laughs> and he's the president. He's a- <laughs> there you go. Do you ever ride with him? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We, we took a low-altitude trip one time from Florida uh, from a 1,000 th- feet. All the way up here, 
And From Florida uh, at a thousand feet? Yeah, and some of it was upside down. Oh my wow. god! Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, that sounds pretty cool though. When you stop and think about it, yeah. Yeah, we raced. Actually, my wife and uh, son were coming back from school. You know, we, you go through, through a lot of fuel with these things. So mm-hmm. we would we they were driving, we were flying, we were racing each other home because you don't go too fast in this thing at a thousand feet, and you need a lot of fuel. And uh, we beat him like by five minutes. Does he? Does he? Uh, does he race? Do the the, the the racing that the flyers sometimes will do? No. No, okay. No. Just just uh, little aerobatics. He just lollygags yeah. goes up there and just <laughs> upside down. And that's it. I don't know what the hell he's doing up there. But. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I mean, we, um, you know, uh, we have a, a text chain, and it's, you know, it's uh, from the moment Labor Day hits, it is a countdown to Memorial Day because mm-hmm. Memorial Day is the official start of the summer, and we, you know, are, are honored to open up the summer officially in Wildwood at Keenan's. But I'm telling you, like my kids, you know, you you start at the water park at like 9:30 in the morning, and they can just and go all day long, and, and to do that for 70 bucks, you know, unlimited yeah. rides and, and water park, it's a steal. Look at the kind of ding you take at other places. Oh, you sure. know, you know it's, it's definitely a say. And you, you guys just rave about it all the time. So, yep. so WMMR.com in, uh, for a limited time, as soon as you can uh, get those tickets, uh, get them now, because they, they will be gone. Trust me on that. Um, I wanted to ask about hiring. Uh, um, are you guys still looking to fill positions, Jack? Because uh, I know you need a lot of people to run those piers. Yeah, we do. We need uh, roughly fourteen hundred a year, yeah, and uh, we, wow. have, we get about uh, five hundred from overseas. We'd yeah, love, we'd love to hire all Americans, but uh, that's not not possible. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we're still hiring for sure. We're still hiring. All okay. right, yeah, and we're, uh, we're we're pretty good pay too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. most of the locals are pissed off because we're paying too much. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting a couple more seventy dollars tickets. Yeah. I think I'll be getting a job to our own company. Yeah. <laughs> if the golf thing doesn't work out. I know where to get a job. That's right. <laughs> Just work for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so we actually have a pair of same-day ride and water park tickets what? to Maury's Piers and what? Yes, we do. What? In Wildwood. <laughs> Unlimited rides on all three piers, Surfside, Mariners, and, Ad- and Adventure Amusement Piers. Uh, and uh, both big water parks, which is Ocean Oasis and Raging Waters, it's our big friggin' deal. So uh, I'll let Jack, you pick the number caller, and we'll, uh, we'll give them to it. What, what number do you like? What number? Number from what? One to one. What n- number you caller? You pick. Any yeah. number. Pick it. As long as it's not like 300 or something stupid <laughs> like that. Uh, okay. It'll be the length of the short T on number 9. 69. All right. 69. All right. 215-263-WMMR. You will get the same-day ride and water park tickets to Maury's Piers in Wildwood. And if you go to WMMR.com and want to order these while supplies last, just type in the keyword deal. And we'll take you right to that. So, and I just want to bring up the fact that uh, we're going to have more of these to give away today. It's our lesson question uh, nice. prize for the whole day. Nice. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we're going to be down there on Friday, and uh, I'll be down there all summer. So I'm sure I'll run into you in the crest somewhere at some point. I'll be looking forward to seeing you. Yes, yeah, there on the links, and uh, don't forget we have uh, night golf coming up at the uh, on a, we're having a full moon party June 4th. Night golf, LED balls. Wow, really? Sky's going. You got to try that. I've yeah. never played. Night golf. That, uh, you'll, you'll have it. That's got to be fun. Bring a lot of balls. All right, definitely, man. <laughs> Good to see you, Jack. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Jack Maury, guy from Maury's Piers on the Preston and Steve show. So, man, summer's happening. Oh, my God. I, it can't come fast enough. Yep. Uh, and, of course, obviously, Keenan's. That's uh, the whole kickoff, mm-hmm. and that is this Friday. And you are more than welcome to come and join us. We encourage it. 
all people new or old who have been uh, doing it for years or never been, we'd love to have some first-timers out. By the way, the next night, Saturday night, uh, Kyle's band, the FM band, is going to be playing. Special guest? At Keenan's. I'm going to get up and jam with them. Uh-huh. I yes. knew it. Yes. I knew it. Kyle sent me a, uh, a recording of uh, one of their songs, and uh, I've been practicing, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. All right. Maybe I'll play a couple songs with All right, him. then I'm going to come. So, will you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to watch you play? Yeah. And him sing? Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. So, wait, uh, he's going to be singing the song that you're playing. Yes, right? he okay. is. All right, good. Yeah, it's a good one, too. All right. So. You don't, you don't uh, give, a, give a hint. Don't mm. give it away. No, I don't even want a hint. You don't want to know? I don't give a hint. Surpri- I'll, I'll surprise you. So come out, and uh, I'll find out around what time I'll be playing if you if you want to come on and see that. But anyway, um, Nick wanted to send some congratulations oh, out. Yeah. And I thought this might be a good time to do that. Sure, as good as any. Um, yeah. My son uh, does this thing called Science Olympiad, and um, they won states last month, which is pretty cool. And if you win states, you get to go to nationals. And uh, nationals is uh, nationals. It's the whole country. And so Ben's team at Harriton High School came in fifth na- wow. in nationals, which is Dude. a really big deal. And so it's a big country, yeah. And and um, I was just I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of the entire team. They work really hard year round. And uh, Science Olympiad is um, stuff that I, I would never ever be good at. I, he gets his brains from his mom, so I appreciate that. And it's all, all this engineering, and they do flight, and um, they build cars and stuff. Jeez. It's fascinating. I'd be tapping out. Yeah. A, few, a few years back, Carter did this thing. I think it's a little bit different, but it was like an academic Olympics type of thing. And they then they went to states and everything. And it was really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's like that, except just more engineering. Although okay. there are academic sides to it as well. But they got to go to Wichita, Kansas. Uh, last year, the That's finals awesome. were in um, uh, Caltech. Uh, this year they were in Kansas, so they didn't get to go to Caltech last year, and then next year they're in uh, at Michigan State. But uh, Nick, uh, one year I, I I got a star for always having tissues on me. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. It was second grade. Uh, always yeah, having yeah, yeah, tissues yeah. on. Yeah, them. we always had to have tissues to blow our noses. But they uh, they live streamed the uh, the uh, finals, and we didn't know where he was going to finish. So Andrew and I were sitting there on the couch watching it on Saturday night on live stream on YouTube, and they called Harriton in fifth place, and I, I jumped. It was like uh, they did it when the Phillies won. I got so excited because we didn't know where he was going to finish, and and how well the team was going and so we were super pumped and uh, i put that video up on instagram um and uh and you could see ben accepting the award on stage in his blue suit he looked like a million bucks all right so i was asking i was gonna ask if that was the new suit that it was. you guys got okay yeah we went right. to a uh, men's warehouse last week and preston you and i were talking about this at one point but um i had such a pleasant experience <laughs> at men's warehouse i was blown away and i'm this is not an ad i don't you know but there was a guy named ron that met us there and Ben is 16, and he's kind of like a sullen 16-year-old sometimes who doesn't talk a lot. Ron was making jokes. He got him to try a bunch of different suits on, brought a a bunch of different ties. It was such a positive experience. I was blown away at how how much fun I had at at suit shopping. Dude, on on the couple of occasions where I've had to go out and get suits... it's always been a really cool experience. Well, and you know us. Like, Steve, how long... Was that shirt-free that you're wearing? What's his name? The yeah, shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's Same. And T-shirts. Yeah, this is, this is for me, is formal wear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but... I saw a picture of you in a tux not that long ago. It was a formal affair for some uh, pet charity, and you look like a million bucks. Thanks. We don't you feel have like to, a million, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to do that very often. No, that's so, why I rent so often. So when we do, and you get to dress up a little bit, like, yeah, I don't know, it feels good. Yeah, but it but does. I, I it think does. That, that suit salespeople uh, 
if they're if they are worth their merit, they are they will make you feel they should really right? special. Yeah, it's been I my experience on on the occasion that I went because I went to Joseph A. Bank. Okay, yeah, uh, Nick, and there was a woman that was uh, that was taking care of me, and, and it was just. I don't know. Something about it. It's something that feels... Oh, you're a tall drink of water. No, 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 no. It wasn't that at all. <laughs> Definitely not that at all. No. But what it did was... Sound, we can't take out that crotch anymore. What are you packing down there? Uh, what it did was... It made me feel like an adult. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Well, suits are associated... Unfortunately, because of the our suits are associated with two things when you're in radio, uh, funerals and weddings, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to your normal work attire. But when I do wear, like I wore a, um, I, I went uh, John Wick for a wedding recently. I went all black. It's <laughs> great, and people are going, "Hey, John Wick." And you do feel a little bit better about yourself. So what happens is, I think salespeople that work in that industry, you can make you can make that a career. You can be an effective suit oh, salesman yes. and make that your career. Yes. Those people understand and know how to work you a little bit. I'm not yeah. saying like it's a scam, but they sort of they read you. Sure. There's a scene in uh, My Blue Heaven where Steve Martin is trying to get uh, Rick Moranis <laughs> to dress up a little bit. Yeah, Barney yeah. Cooper Smith, uh-huh. and, and he says sometimes to feel better on the inside, you got to look better on the outside. It's true. And and I. You know, again, Steve, like, we wear what we wear year-round, and we're lucky because we don't have to dress up. We're not in sales, you know. Yeah. But even in sales, um, they don't have to wear suits anymore, but they look better than we do. Always. <laughs> you know, and but, yeah, when I, when I dress up and, like, or go suit shopping or whatever I do, I feel like a, a bit of a, a man. When Most of the rest of the time, I feel like I'm, I'm just a kid getting away with it. There's a point where I had I had two tuxedos, which f- fell in, one, one fell uh, into the moth issue that you had. Oh, yeah. And then the other one was just horribly dated and, and bad, but... Yeah, I, I, I used to occasionally wear suits uh, more frequently, and uh, you felt like James Bond. Yes. By the way, I, I remember being at the at the suit shop, and and I asked her, uh, I've forgotten uh, the salesperson's name, but uh, I'd ask her, I go, and it was just me. I, I felt like such a moron saying, "I'm like, how do you fold pants?" <laughs> uh, you know, because they'll they'll do it. This man here <laughs> just asked me how. How to fold pants. He's not a man. Because when you hang them on on the hanger, the way they do it, it, the lines are perfect. The crease down the front stays exactly the way it's supposed to. And when I do it, it just doesn't work. And she showed me. And I thought it was going to be in this involved process. And it was just folding him the opposite way that I did. (laughs) And I'm like, of course, you idiot. You can tie a tie, correct? Yeah, but sometimes it takes me a good three, four shots to get right. it right. There's nothing wrong with that. I, uh, I do it not a lot. And I never have been able to tie like an effective wins or not yes. with the it's dimple so hitting easy. right in the middle and everything. No, a, it is not. No, it is. And so for I, you, I, you're well, gifted. Well, I mean, I tie to tie every day for you know thirteen yes. years yes. or whatever. Did um, that start in first grade? Case actually, no. It was a clip on for a long time. Okay. I think I didn't actually start tying a tie until fifth or sixth grade. And one did of you those always two. tie a Windsor knot? Uh, it, no, it wasn't until I got into high school that I was able to tie that perfect triangle with the dimple. So uh, Ben does not have to t- tie a tie every day. Does not yeah. have to wear one. So he needed some practice. And I did the thing, Preston, where I was like, "Listen, I'll tie it for you and loosen it and put it over my head." And then yeah. uh, and he's like, "No, I want to do it." And but, but like most things in life, there's a YouTube video. So we, we practiced yep. and we mm-hmm. did it a bunch on on Thursday before he left. The um, oldest to stand behind him and. I know. Dude, it's, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of weird. Like, I know, it's very your Michael angle Jackson. is different when it's not your head and your neck. Can you show you a tie, tie? No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but he ended up doing just fine, and uh, and he looked like he looked great. And yeah, wins are not is the way to go. 
Yeah, I uh, I pull up one of these videos yeah. every single time that on the rare occasion, on the maybe once a year where I have to wear a tie, and I watch the video just to remind myself of how to do it, and I sure enough screw it up every <laughs> single time. How many um, times a year do you think you have to wear a tie? Once. <laughs> once, maybe twice okay. at the most. Yeah. I'm a probably... It depends on what age range you're in, too, because when you're in the everybody's getting married range, uh, mm-hmm. where you're friends with those yeah. people, then that you're going to have weddings. And then later on in life, when it's everybody's kids are getting married, you know, which I'm not there yet, right. but that'll be the next and then phase. Be everyone you know is dying. Yes. And then, yeah. Mo? But I mean, I, I really don't, uh, I don't wear a tie often at all. I've yeah. never worn a clip on. I don't think I've ever had to. I don't even think I've ever owned one. I used to. <laughs> I had a, I, I guess, a clip-on was given to me. Maybe I wore it once, and I was such a stupid kid. I, I played with it like a toy. I would just, I would Pop look it out. a T-shirt, yeah. like, hey! Uh, no, I I would never wear a clip-on just uh, for fear of, uh, oh, it fell off, and yeah. oh, my God, you're wearing a clip-on. <laughs> yeah. Or it gets yanked off. Do you wear, like, a fake shirt that's just the front half? Uh, I should do that, yeah. <laughs> Casey, you're watching the video of this. That's not how I tie it. I was going to say, you don't. then you're not tying a full Windsor, I guess. Well, mine so. looks good, too, so. Well, as long as it looks good, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do we have a tie around here? Uh, no. That's why a clip-on is, it. listen, if they can't tell it's a clip-on, now, one that I will never attempt is to self-tie a bow tie. Oh, my God. I tried that. Whiff. That yeah. looks way too complicated. I'll tell you one. I'll go you one step better, Preston. I will never wear a bow tie because it looks <laughs> stupid. Uh, Marissa, hang on. I always thought it was intimidating. I went on YouTube, on YouTube, and it's really not that hard. It's not. It's like... Well, like and a then t- you, like, yeah. you, you, you tie it over once, and then you put up half of the side, and then you tie it over again, yeah. and then you pull the other side through make a bow. You might as well, you it's know, really be building the head-drawn collage. I, I doesn't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, like like a regular, when you get a tux bow tie, it's already tied. Yes. Right. You just, but you, that's technically that, kind of a clip-on. It's you know? a clip-around, yeah. really. Yeah, you're it's right. clip-around. Yeah. Um, clip-around. Really, <laughs> I saw a funny meme the other day, because if you're, you're seeing all these prom pictures these days, yeah. But it just said, uh, you know, isn't it funny that, like, all of your kids are now dressing like this for prom? And it was a picture of Pee Wee from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And I'm like, yeah. You're, you're seeing that? People are. Oh, yeah. It's the, it is the, it might not be the uh, red bow tie, but it is the gray, uh, really slender suit with, like, um, short pants. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's, that's the suit that, style that's now. That's the style it's, right it's now? The, the... Showing your socks? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would have been excoriated. A higher uh, pant leg. Yeah, it doesn't like they. It used to meet a portion, like it used to meet a part of the shoe, and now, yeah, now it's like up really? a little bit. And you're, you we used to call that high waters. And, yeah. Oh, we call them floods. Yeah, floods. Yeah, floods, high floods. waters. That makes sense too. But yeah, now, like, it, and if you take a look at you know senior prom photos, you're like, okay, yeah, wow. these guys are wearing the, the gray suits. I go back. I had a more formal loincloth. That's what I mean. <laughs> By the way, somebody texted in and said two words, zipper tie. Zipper tie? What is a zipper tie? Do you, you yes, use a zip, zip tie to attach to your shirt? <laughs> I have no idea. I need to know if that's even a real thing. Zipper tie. Because if there's an option outside of a, uh, a clip-on. Is that what the Marines yell? Zipper tie. No, that's a Semper Fi. Oh. oh. It's uh, similar in sound, so, yeah. but, you know, but not quite the only same. Only one can be worn. Well, um, it's a thing. Oh, it's a thing. I just don't know what it is. I can't. Okay. I'm trying to pull up a video, but apparently you zip it in the back and it looks like a half Windsor knot. Okay. Really? Yeah. Zip it good. Zip it in the yeah, back. Yeah, look at that. It doesn't look like it goes around the neck. Party up front. Uh, I guess it does. I uh, guess you can adjust it. Oh, oh that's it. Uh, oh. Shut uh, 
Well, there we go. Well, yeah. All life's problems have been uh, handled. This is perfect. It And it looks better. Yeah. It, it, it looks like a legit tie. Yeah. Do you have lots of formal dress requirements? Are oh you a moron? God, I'm writing that down now. Uh-huh. Zipper tie. Screw that. Uh, I, that. That looks like a normal tie. It does. Completely. I'm jotting this down and because look at- I, I don't want to tie ties anymore. No oh, tie ties. You mean tie tie. Nell's, that, is that what is that what drove Nell over the edge? Is it she had is to try? Yeah, she's tying somebody's tie tie. Yeah, let me get my yeah. Nell tie tie. Nell Where's the Nell? No, that's a con con. I'm setting yeah. it up. We need, we need tie tie. That's her walking into today's man. All right. Also tie tie. I delay. That's it. She's leaving. I so tie tie. I delay. Uh, yeah, but uh, I fortunately, uh, the the last time, what did I need to wear a suit recently? We went to an event where, oh, it was a uh, the Laurel's Formal Gala. And it is a good thing that I decided to uh, go to my weight loss program <laughs> beforehand. Not, it wouldn't have been good? Oh, no, it wouldn't have fit. It flat, I, I made a huge, by the way, if you lose a significant amount of weight, yeah. and then you're like, I need to buy a new wardrobe. Don't. Uh, no, you should you you should buy clothes that, that you feel comfortable in. But I, if you invest in a suit, Dude. you may not want it to be fitting to as tight as you are. Pick it, pick it in the mid up a little give bit. A, give a little ice cream range. I will tell you this. Yeah. Um, so I wore a suit last Saturday. You know, and it's that that John Wick uh, uh, suit, and and it feels good. But um, a lot of times, do they sell regular? Pants like with the the adjustable clips, like tuxedo pants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Where, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I mean, because those you then you could ha- you could have your dessert, right? <laughs> and right. Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I basically look like talking heads when I put my suit on because <laughs> I had to buy it like 50 pounds ago. And Kathy, remember you, Robert Fung? He came yeah. in and he fitted that suit. Yeah. Is that, is that well, Cowper's guy? Uh, not yeah, it might be, but that suit fits now. He's a and, tailor. I put it on for my uncle's funeral a few months ago, and it, I think like a moth got to it. Oh. And so I have a couple of holes in the sleeve, and I saw it, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I just pretend like I didn't see it and just <laughs> wear it and wear it, 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 it anyway. anyway." But I was like, "No, nah, I can't." Like, no. you know, circle it, yeah, and right over it, moth entrance. Oh, <laughs> okay. And people say, "What is that? You don't have a moth entrance on your shirt?" <laughs> if they go through that one hole, they want to take the rest of the suit. That's right, right. You, yeah. yeah. It's like this. It's like the zipper tie. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of ways that men can like look terrible to me. You know what I mean? Like when with what they wear. Okay. An ill-fitting suit. I'm like, oh, they look a mess. Yeah. Okay. Like All whether right. it's too tight or it, especially if you lose weight and it's so large, just go buy another one. You can, <laughs> you can go to places like where you guys were talking about, Joseph A. Bank or where Nick went. And like a lot of times they have like a two for one deal. You can get a suit. It doesn't have to be super expensive. Just get something that fits you. But the thing about us, uh, the, the guy with the ill fitting suit is a guy who probably doesn't wear a suit very know, often and, and then doesn't realize until a week before, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I need a suit. Yep. And then it's too late to go get a suit. And get it tailored. I jack rifleman, aluminum siding. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I got a wedding coming up in. Try I'm not getting married. On. I'm already married. But, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my cousin's getting married. When's the wedding? 
July 8th. Might so I recommend Ron at Men's Warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the guy was the best. No, no, just wear the one. Uh, moth no. entrance. Yeah. Moth <laughs> entrance. No, it's not okay. It's a darker it's suit. It's actually white. Or... But use an actual label maker. Don't make it look. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that it looks official that you bought, you pre-bought the suit with the moth entrance. Hey, here's an interesting text. And I know we have to take a break. We're going to do that right now. But it's, it says, hey, as a police officer, our ties had to be clip-ons because, God forbid, you get into a tussle with yes. a suspect, they get a hold of your tie, it would uh, oh. pop off instead of strangling you. Yeah. I never thought about that. No. Well, the then, cops are wearing clip-on ties. Th- are we then led to believe that Superman's cape is a clip-on? Oh, he, right. He's Superman. Oh, okay. He doesn't have to worry about that. All right. Um, well, anyhow, congratulations to uh, Ben and yeah. his school. Yeah. Nick, that's really, really cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Good place in national. We do need to take a break. We're going to do that right now. We'll come back in just a moment. And when we return, Brian Callen, who will be at Helium Comedy Club, is joining us. Stay right there. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinningGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest always has a lot going on in his world. He's a busy man. Crazy man. Busy man. And in fact, he's going to be busy when he gets here this weekend because he's playing a lot of shows. Uh, Helium Comedy Club, 7.30 and 10 p.m. on Friday. Uh, Saturday, 6 and 8.30. And then Sunday, a 7 o'clock show as well. I'm sure they'll all sell out because after all, it's Brian Callen. who's on this morning. (laughs) Hey, man. What's up, buddy? Doing, uh, hey, listen, you're looking very distinguished. We haven't seen you in a while. The beard is a little bit fuller, and uh, yeah, you're professorial. Yeah. Well, keep in, keep in mind that I am I am um, wearing a cashmere hoodie, but I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So I have that going for me. Yes. Yes. Keep picking it. That's the dichotomy that is you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's correct. <laughs> so it's, it's, been a while, it's been a while since you've been to town. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. I mean, years ago, you were in the studio, but we've... On our side, we've considered you a, a, a good friend and a friend of the show. I don't know how you perceive us, but it seems, <laughs> but it seems like you're, you're always at the forefront of, a, of my mind, especially when I'm not wearing pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind yeah, of compliment so we, we we really enjoy. So, well, it's it's good yeah, to see you. Right. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you ever take 
your the numerous podcasts that you do out on the road as well. And will you indeed be doing one here in Philadelphia along with stand up? I wish I, you know, I, I, I don't, I haven't done that in a long time only because the, my, my standup schedule is, is so uh, robust. I like using words that a professor would use robust. <laughs> uh, sorry, again, I'm looking down at my legs, but here's the thing. Uh, but I, I like doing that. It's fun, but you know, standup is just nothing compares to standup, nothing. So Good. it's like, you know, well, uh, you, but, uh, the fighter and the kid, we were talking about doing another tour. Yeah, I mean, you you have you have a, a large built-in fan base, but obviously it's, it's stand-up that got you to the to the game early. Uh, and, and as you go around, I mean, did you ha- were you were you taking any kind of pause during the, the all the pandemic stuff? And I mean, because there were places you could work, but a lot of yeah, people- you know, I I I just didn't really pause. I I didn't Good. look. All, all all due respect to the people that lost their lives in uh, the COVID pandemic, but. And, and, and there were vulnerable people out there, but I was very much against shutdowns. Yeah. I don't believe in top-down authority, and I think there was a smarter way to do that. And my silent protest was <laughs> to just get get on a plane when nobody was there and and perform for 16 people <laughs> in Ohio. Bring it, baby. You showed them. Stop, won't stop, okay? <laughs> now, I'll punch that virus right in the face. And by the way, got it. I caught it hard. <laughs> But you know, uh, when I was in Texas, so really, uh, it took a lot of heat. Oh yeah, it, it could it could wait. I saw your it, we. Uh, I was watching an interview with with uh, um, Frank Grillo, who is yeah. I don't know is is it his goal to actually one day ascend to hang with Zeus? Because <laughs> what the look? This look, guy is not. Yeah, it's it's obnoxious. The guy, at, at whatever he is in his fifties, uh, probably later fifties now. The guy should never wear clothes. It's yeah. unbelievable. He's one of those guys who, you know, when there's bread passed around at dinner, he looks at you and goes, I don't eat bread. You know, it's it's one of those things. You go, all right, okay. You know, the inhuman yeah. discipline. It's, uh, it, okay. And then and he's just a young, glossy bull. I, all I want to do is run my fingers through his hair and, and feed him grapes. And I'm a straight man. But when you look at him, he's such an attractive man that I, I get a... I, I can't look at him for too long, even as a straight man, because I find myself getting confused about my sexuality. <laughs> right. If I haven't slept or I, I've been I've been drinking, you know, your defenses are down. Sure, so. <laughs> those weak moments, but you know, it, it doesn't make. Now I know you yourself; you're in shape, and you, you know, you you practice uh, martial arts. Where, where would you put yourself in? Self uh, defense. Give you give me between one and ten, accepting well, that Grillo's all, a ten. First of all, I'm holding a squat right now. My legs are burning, but uh, <laughs> shut up, legs. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, look, look. If you come at me, if yeah. you come at me, and you, with malintent, yeah. All right. This is all I'm going to say. I'll meet you halfway. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, 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 now. Here's the other thing. If 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 we tussle up, if we start. If you throw everything you got at me, and we actually make contact. I'll keep you busy. All right. I'll keep you busy. All right. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I like that for Yeah. Whereas Grillo will send you to the great beyond. What's that? What's that? What's that? No, I'm saying Grillo will send you to the great beyond, but you'll, but you'll. No, no, Grillo, Grillo, please understand that Frank is a legit tough guy. Frank, Frank will punch you in the face. There's a limit with Frank. I've seen it with my own eyes. And it doesn't matter if we're in a three piece suit 
or if if there nobody's wearing clothes, that guy there's a limit. Just just mind your p's and q's. Right. Learn how to behave, huh. or fists are gonna fly. Wow. And, and all he does is box. Yeah. And he was he was on the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu competition team. So when you see the guy playing a character in a movie. He's half a criminal, so he actually can think that way. So He's half a criminal. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. I yeah. know that you, you're yeah. very dialed in with MMA, UFC, and all that stuff. As a matter of fact, I just started watching the McGregor documentary, and your um, your podcast is featured on said documentary. But um, speaking of which, I watched this. Uh, it was just a little bit of a clip from The Ultimate Fighter, which is uh, just coming out. And this dude that is a contestant, he swears that he can't, he just can't be knocked out. Right, so he uh, he. That's a bad thing to say. He dares this guy. He's yeah. like, and the dude's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, and the dude wouldn't let it go. <laughs> and the dude's like, fine, and he knocks him out cold. And the dude still swears that he didn't get knocked out. He goes, No, he knocked me down. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it, but I would have told that guy. You know, I would have just, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you got a rhino's chin. <laughs> you hang around a, a fight gym yep. for, you know, long enough. The human body and, the and you know, your anatomy can only take so much. And so, you know, if you're a tough guy or you think you're a tough guy in the neighborhood or maybe you played football in college and you think you're tough, go, go, step in, go to American Top Team. By the way, Philly is where, you know, the Philly shell came from. You've got some of the greatest boxers to ever, you know, Joe Frazier yep. and, and and I think Bernard Hopkins, my favorite. Yep. You know, so just walk into a gym. Yeah. Step in. Glove up. See what happens. <laughs> right, see what yeah. happens. Move around. They'll, they'll tell you. They'll, they'll just touch you. You yeah. get touched up a little bit. You understand? Yeah. So, touched up. Brian, I was in a uh, Wawa parking lot. This is a couple of summers ago. And I get into it with this guy. Uh, you don't need to know all the details. Uh, essentially, I parked in a spot that I shouldn't have. The dude calls me out on it. Next thing you know, he and I are arguing with one another what? and yelling at each other. And hang on. And uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing this guy up. I'm like, okay, this dude's probably got 10 years on me. So I'm feeling pretty good about my chances if this thing were to get physical. And at one point, he's got his finger in my face. And I'm mm. talking like a about an inch and a half to two inches away. And I just glanced down, and he's wearing a boxing gym T-shirt. And I go, huh, huh. I don't, this thing just could be a decoration. Just sure. Could be a, it could be a, a souvenir of some sort. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I decided to not test it. And I said, all right, you win. And I, and I ended up walking away, which I think was the smartest thing I had done that entire afternoon. That's exactly what you got to do. Sometimes it's just, there is zero upside. If I see if I see cauliflower ears yes, or uh -huh. a boxing gym T-shirt, yep. there's a good chance I might. You know how a baboon presents when there's an alpha male in the area. You turn your back and just arch your back a little bit. Just present. Right. Uh, that that might be what I do, or I throw myself against his chest and uh, and just beg for mercy. I don't know. Yeah, I look I look at the ears, and if there's calluses on the knuckles, and I'm like, forget it, dude. You know what else? Get it. Prison jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Prison yeah. jumpsuit. <laughs> a jumpsuit's bad. A jumpsuit. A gun or a knife. Those are bad things. Those, those are, are bad, bad signs. Uh -huh. yeah. Bad signs. So you got you to gotta come at it quick. Come at it um, quick. I wanted to ask you, because I was reading about uh, all the, all the um, uh, comedians reacting to the mothership, to Joe Rogan's club, which is apparently um, m m a number of comedians had a hand in giving him advice. But this is supposed to be like the absolute perfect design for a comedy club. Have you been? I've been and uh, I've not done it because I, I've stopped by to say hi and see it. 
but I just talked to Joe and, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to Austin to do Cap Cities in August, but I'll be back to do the mothership because I was talking to Joe and uh, he invited me out to do it, you know, do a weekend. And the thing about you doing a weekend in, in the mothership is you don't have to do any press at all. You're sold out. It's sold out right now, and I haven't announced it. Wow. I mean, that 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 club, you get there, and there is a line out the door. You know, leave it to Rogan to open a club and change the comedy <laughs> scene in an entire city. Oh, the capital of Texas. I'm going to yeah. go to the capital of Texas and, and just – Open a club that changes everything. It's the new mecca. It is the it is replaced Los Angeles. It's a, it's shocking. It's wild. So, yeah, I mean yeah. the uh, um uh, and the the multiple rooms and all that stuff. But yeah, they, I mean it's well. You get look look. I mean, and on any given night, you walk in Tom Segura, Roseanne Barr, uh, you know Joe Rogan and Ron White are are on the lineup. So come on. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it, it, yeah, that's like being in L.A. or New York and just, you know, either walking in the yeah. cell or something like that. That's that's crazy for Texas. Hey, I got a question. Correct. I got a question for you. So I'm going to uh, give you this scenario and you can only choose one. All right. Okay. You you have to go see a movie on Thursday night and it has to either be about my father or the machine. Which one are you going <laughs> to see? Because <laughs> they're both stand up comedians movies. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Well, who's your dad? Your, your Sebastian Maniscalco. He's got his movie opening, and Burt Kreischer's The Machine is opening as okay. well. These are two. These are two good and very old friends of mine. So now you put me in a spot. Oh, no. You put me in a spot. <laughs> I, I, I might, I might, being that I'm both of their biggest influences, and I wrote all their jokes. I would say I'd have to go in. I'd, I'd watch the first half of the machine, and I'd just, I'd nod my approval. Kids, kids, kids still got it or something, right? And, I, and then I, and then I'd run to the next movie and watch the latter half of uh, of Sebastian's movie. Do you think the onus no is on is on you though? Because when you go in, they're going to be looking at you to see if you approve, knowing that you are the foundation of both their careers. I mean, look, if you're asking me if they call me Papa, the answer is yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yes, but they both fly privately, and I'll be I'll be on United. So <laughs> if you need me. Well, you got uh, you have a movie coming up, Topper. It's a it's a comedian movie, right? It is, in fact, with Jimmy Schubert, the great Jimmy Schubert, who's hilarious, and um, Eric Griffin. Uh, it, it's a it's a really good movie. My buddy Kevin McNamara, uh, he's he's going to be some, he's sort of a new up and coming director, but I think he's going to be somebody people are talking about. He's very talented, and uh, the movie got uh, accepted into some pretty big film festivals. Nice. So we'll see. You know, but I'm I'm dramatic in that movie. Like, you, you know, I have, you're a solid I, dramatic actor. We've talked about this stuff that you've you've done in the past, and and you can you can pull it off. Um, I'll cry right now. I'll cry right now. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> I can cry. I can cry just like that, just like right now. You can cry with your pants off. That's amazing. I I no, always cry. That's, my... that's the problem. I look down and I realize I I I've got a lot to be thankful for, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not now, this is not a competition, but you guys feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. we we're we're still in the squad. Yeah, Still holding the squad. We're, we're we're the betas, betas in this exchange. So we oh got it. Not your fault. Not your fault. <laughs> hey, by producing the... estrogen as I speak. <laughs> um, you know, I was reading, doing research uh, for the interview, and and I know you got married, a, a, you know, a little while ago, and 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 I kept seeing comments about this vast age difference. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys are like, <laughs> I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? You both are in They're your 50s, right? Well, I did. I, you know, look, she's 33 and I'm 56, which is, which, you know, some people might be, you know, it's, it's a little disgusting, but. That's but, not, look. that's not, that's not, dis that's not real entertainment disgusting. Yeah, that's that's completely agree. acceptable. Listen, my lady's a Philly girl. She's, well, she's from Morristown, which is exit five on, on the turnpike. So she's 20 minutes outside of Philly. Irish Italian girl. And we started dating. In fact, I met her at Helium. I wow. met her at Helium with oh. all she was. She was, she ran an office when she was like 30. I was very impressed. She had all the people that worked for her. I thought that was very sexy. But, you know, I'm an older guy. But at the time I'd done my show, I, I was divorced. And we were hanging out. She would come to L.A. on business, and we would have dinner and hang out. And then, you know, the next thing you know, I don't know, you, you hang out long enough, and well, uh, I'll get them laughing. I, I was following. Laughing. I was following you on. I follow you, you, uh, you know, on on uh, Instagram and the accounts and all the other stuff, and follow the, you know, your your podcast and so on and so forth. And it was clear to anyone you were head over heels. Yes. But st yes. st still, did it take? Did it take a lot of um, self-reflection uh, to commit to marriage again or what? You know, I got to tell you, it's funny. I, I, I think you get to a certain age where you realize you're not missing a thing out there. <laughs> not a thing. And, it's and, true. And, and by the way, if you are, you don't have the energy for it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, but she was just such a solid citizen. She's just such a fantastic human being. And, uh, you know, Dove Davidoff, a buddy of mine, he's a comic. He has a great joke we know about Doug. falling in love. Yeah, he's great. Falling in love, he has a great joke. He says, you know, you fall in love, you don't realize it until it's too late. It's like sitting on a couch at a party and the couch is wet. You don't know the couch is wet until it seeps through your jeans. You sit down, you're like, oh, for God's sake. It's the same issue. So all of a sudden, that's the end of that. And then, and then, then things. You know, we had sex. I don't know if you guys know that, but we had a baby. So, uh, and that's been a blessing too. So, you know, look, uh, no, no, no regrets whatsoever. Yeah, it's always you got. I got three kids, two families. Yeah, but I, but there's enough love to go around. Well, I know that the reflexive thing is to to sort of you know, ah, uh, why, why, you know, uh, uh, why, why are you tying yourself down? I've been happily married for a long time. I didn't do a like a starter marriage, you know, like I, and then I. But it's the advice that seems to always ring true. You talk about sitting on a couch. Find the person you can sit on the couch with and watch QVC and have fun, right? Because that's really the predominant amount of – you're going to live life with this person. Make sure you're compatible. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, the most important decision – I never would have thought this. I think the most important decision a person makes is who you choose to marry. I really believe yeah. that. And, and, uh, and I think I know enough very successful people that agree with that. Um, you know, it's, there's just something about spending time with another human being like that. The women in my family were great because they're all no nonsense, you know, Irish and Italian gals. And they were like, get your tubes tied. You're going to find some tart. She's going to target you and she's going to date you and blah, blah, blah. You're going to lose all your money. But but of course, then they met Danny, yeah. my wife, and uh, fell in love because she's she's a girl's girl and just a. How, how, how did how did her parents take to you? Did you do you think you present well in those scenarios? I I, I did my best. I think <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta sympathize when when I'm her parents' age. They got yeah. a couple of years on me, like two. You know when we listen to the same music. You know yeah. it, it, it's it's a little it's a little. Uh, 
a little iffy. And her, her brother, Michael, that took a while. That took a while. You know, but, you know, you're folding to the family what, after a while. What's your, do, do you just, you let things be or do you actively, do you, do you invite the brother out to, to an event or do you, you know, you try to get in his good graces or do you just. You know. You know what happened? To be honest with yeah. you, he saw my stand-up. I'm not joking. <laughs> really? I swear to God, he saw my stand-up. He had never seen any of my stuff. Had never really seen any of my movies. His friends, I think, had you know, but he refused to sort of like you know do any investigation. He's like, this is whatever this is. And then he came to Helium, and he was a little drunk. And that night, he he's a big, strong guy. Yeah. And he kind of, this is a 28, 29-year-old, very confident guy, and he kind of put his hands on my shoulder drunk, and he looked at me and he goes, I didn't care about you. I had no respect for you. But what you did tonight was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. And, and he, he kind of gave me the nod, and then brought me into his chest, hugged me, and then let me go. <laughs> and, and I got in the car, and my, my wife was like, what happened? I go, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm a little sensitive right now. <laughs> I don't know so what look, happened. So, look, I guess I did the fold. Yeah. Shout out to Michael Rainey. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, wow. I, well, helium is then pivotal in a, a number yeah. of landmarks of, of your, your life here. Yeah. So this oh, is, this... I, love, I love this club. It is. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. it, it's a great club, and it's got all the things that you want. It's got that the, the setup, the low, the low ceiling. It, it, there's an intimate uh, deal to it. I, I, so your specials are great. I love your stand-up. I, I love your... You you play sort. I'm not going to say you you play a character, but you're a, you're a pseudo version of yourself in a lot of ways. You know, yes. which which is is I think is hilarious. Uh, are you in the cycle of working on material for a new special, or where where are we in your trajectory? Always, I'm always yeah. working. on the Problem is, you've got to keep you got to come back with a new bag of tricks. I can't come. I can't go to Philly after being there for so many times and and have the old jokes yeah so that the pressure is always on you but you got to key into what's going on in your life and what you're thinking about now you know my, yeah. my obsession for a long time was how you define masculinity right yeah and kind of the way we behave you know the men are in there's a a caveman DNA provider protector <laughs> but you know that's not really how we feel all no. the time but your stuff, your stuff, so, your stuff about your dad, partic in particular, who's oh yeah, yeah, uh, oh. Is, is 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 you know spot on to anyone who's had a, a, a dad kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, marine, marine. yeah, just a giant marine who <laughs> was al always ready to die at any given moment. <laughs> the guy wasn't afraid of dogs. How about that? Even do I don't care how big the dog was. If that yeah. dog started barking, he'd get in its face. He'd get low at the same level and go. You got one chance to back <laughs> off. <laughs> and he would blow in its face, and they would sense his satanic energy and curl up into the fetal position. I uh, love you know, it. Yeah. That guy killed a wasp. He killed a hornet with his with, with two fingers. A giant hornet. And by the way, not a yellow jacket. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the kind of wasp with two abdomens and, yeah. like, like shiny armor and fur. You know, that will look like dangerous candy. The, 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 the kind of wasp the Lord puts on the earth to sting a man for his sins. You know those ones? Yeah. Right. The guy... The guy grabs it by the back of its neck and crushes its bones. Uh, he actually had so, a neck. Any more questions? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's what yeah. I, I was wondering, though, you know, and we, we talk about this all the time. There's There are blessings and curses to, to the evolution of, of how your your comedy is disseminated. Because I think now the onus is probably on, on any working comedian 
that knows that there's stuff, you know, somebody can do a deep dive and go through all your stuff. And you, you, I think there's more pressure to generate new stuff than ever, correct? Because it's so easily accessible, your library. It really, it's unbelievable, man. Because, you know, you hear a lot of musicians talk about this. We are at a point where nobody's interested in really a body of work. So yeah. Netflix won't tell you this, but, you know, if you look at anybody who's, who's got a special on there, it's very, very successful. I don't care how famous. Most people get through 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe and turn the channel. Wow. And now comedy and music and everything is consumed like candy. It's just there to hit that dopamine, you know, receptor and move on. And that's um, a very strange place to be and trying to stay relevant and, and, you know, working on sort of uh, something thematic, right, uh, is almost a fool's errand, but you do it anyway. You got to do it anyway, well, man. Well, that, that's right. You stop and think about, you, you know, you look at, uh, I forget who I was listening to, but they were talking about Stanley Kubrick and they are talking about, uh, like, dissecting Citizen Kane and the, the, the beats, the way movies used to be cut and the way they're cut now. And if you take it from the point when they say, wow, now we're living in an MTV generation, that's decades ago, music video it's now 10 times worse it's like one two cut one two cut and it's it's so quick you're right but where everything you consume is at that level well do you remember do you remember the when sports illustrated swimsuit issue would come out or the victoria's secret uh catalog would come out and every guy in america was like look at this you don't I got the internet, baby. I got Instagram. I can just, with a couple clicks, it's like the, the magic is all gone. It's just all gone. So um, there's, it's, it's an interesting time. I don't know where it heads. I don't know. My biggest worry is that, you know, we don't have a fixed point of truth anymore. Right. Right. There's, there's just no way to kind of even prove. I don't know if that's really the person talking or if that's yeah. something that's fake. I have no idea. What do you, what do you so. think about the, the writers strike with the AI stuff? They're 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 you know, that's a big issue about generating content that way. Do you think that's going to have immediate ramifications for stand up? I, I can't see it right now. Different stand up is, you know, look, you're always going to have that audience if you know how to do it. And there's nothing quite like being there. And, you know, having, having a comedian improvise with the audience and having those happy accidents. Yeah. But the writer's strike and what they're asking for, God bless the writers. God bless them. But I'm afraid it's only going to get worse. Hmm. It ain't going to get for writers. It's only going to get worse. I- but let the marketplace, let the marketplace decide. You know, I'm a marketplace guy. And uh, people will find their way, you know. You yeah. Gotta, there's, always, there's always room for ideas. But AI, I don't know. who that, Do any of us know where we fit in the future? <laughs> in no. AI and the blockchain and <laughs> nanotechnology? Like, I don't even know gene editing. Hey, what about this rusty machinery over here? A little something for the kid. But I'm, you know, you know what I mean? All of us. This is why right. I love this radio show. You guys are still doing it. You're still doing it, which is fantastic. We need more of this. This is a kernel at local radio stations. Yeah, yeah. It, it's part it, of the flavor. It's part of the flavor and fabric of Philly. Preston it, Steve. Well, I appreciate we, we We appreciate that. It's the truth is that ultimately, though, everything sort of comes back, even with AI. Um, and, and, you know, they, they were, I remember years ago, they were saying, ah, smart speakers are going to kill radio. 
And no, yeah. it actually made it's made Enhanced it more it. profound. Yeah. And and, the, yep. and, the, and and so, you know, one thing you learn is at least like in this in in any industry that's tangential to this um, is uh, the experts don't know what the hell they're. I don't. Well, none of us know. You ju- yeah. you're just like floating on the river, and wherever you end up, you end up. But it's it whatever. But, you know, there's always and and like to your point, I think there's always going to be room for. Uh, you know, artistic, original artistic expression and craftsmanship. When you watch, when you watch a great guitarist do a riff, yeah. like Jeff Beck, there'll always be a place for people like Jeff Beck. There'll always be people that can bring you to your knees with their, with their art, you know, with what they can do on a guitar, on the drums, or with their voice. Uh, you know, there, there'll always be a place for people to go. Let's go watch this dude and laugh. Let's mm. have a human experience. A human interactive. I hope. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we're just a bunch of old guys talking, <laughs> but I hope, man. And if not, we'll we'll we'll, we'll perform for like, each like, other. We're, yeah. like, we're holding on to Morse code. Like that's the way. That's when people could communicate. But no, I agree. And I think ultimately, this might. There was this. There's these glut of entertainers, and God bless them. God bless however you make your your money, and if you're successful, that are people who you know uh, throw a pie tin in the air for 50 million people on TikTok or whatever. I, I maybe this process will be sort of the editing process of reminding people what you really want, or, or the people that do have the chops that have a, a legitimate talent, not to dis- well, disrupt somebody. When you're, when you're on TikTok, or you're, you know, they, they get these people who have these huge followings, but when you watch that stuff, okay, when you're on TikTok and you watch this stuff, you get the feeling, and I, like compare that. Compare thumbing through all that fantastic content on TikTok <laughs> after an hour or two hours. Do that for two hours and then go watch a great movie. Go watch a great crafted story. Yeah. Please yeah. tell me how you feel. Yeah. Because after yeah. though, after you flip through TikTok, you feel like you ate three boxes of those chocolates. You know those chocolates that where the candy master puts nougat? And, and raspberry liqueur in them and some goat's blood. You know what I mean? You go tell me how your tummy feels and your head feels after that versus watching The Godfather or just a great movie. That's... You, you know, yeah, so, so I never worry. I think human beings seem to have a nostalgia or they resonate. They resonate. Something deep in our psyche or our soul and I'm, I'm sounding like I'm being dramatic, but I'm being dead serious. Yeah. You, there's something in our soul that resonates with great story. And great story is hard to come by. And the reason it's hard to come by is because it's almost impossible to craft originally. A story well told is is a craft that no AI can help you with. I'm sorry. No, that's as, that's, that's yeah. as salient a point and as, uh, yeah. as clear an analogy as I've heard because I just, by happenstance, watched uh, Godfather 2 over the weekend and there are beats and looks and Gordon Willis lighting and cinematography and all of those things that are working in concert to create, you know, Timeless moments that you'll that really profoundly, even after seeing that movie, it's got to be in excess of a hundred times. Those moments that are meant to move you or rock your world still do, and so that's I, right, man. Yeah, 
That's right. And think about religion for a second. Think about how technology, this, this exponential growth in technology and how we manipulate the electron. You would think that the idea of God dies. Yeah. You'd think the idea, but, but, but science can explain the mechanism. You know, it can explain the mechanics of what is happening. It still doesn't answer the, the, the larger question of why. Yeah. Why are we here? How can I know anything? What am I doing here? How should I live my life? It, you know, so I think art is uh, is there to kind of at least shine a light into that dark room yeah. of our recesses, of our, our, our yeah. know, subconscious recesses. I, yeah. that, that's that's what we that's what we stay alive for. I it really is. Yes, I know that, that that there's plenty of abundance, and science gives us comfort and abundance, but. It's. I'm not so sure it's what we live for. We live for things like laughing and crying at the theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, there should be music behind my dissertation. <laughs> yeah, hang on, I, 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 no, I got you. Uh, you're you're I hitting you. all the right notes. We'll yeah, yeah. 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 But we'll get you something here. Appropriate here. No, Josh Groban. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. What's that? Well, this this is. There you go. Yeah. No, it's a little right, too right. patriotic. Thinking, it, needs, yeah, it needs to be more, a more, more inner, more. Not, not this, not. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. I think he's talking about the human condition. That's right. Yeah, that's and, right. and what we, well, what we really want it, we want to know. Listen, Roy Batty, Rucker Howard, at the end of Blade Runner, mm-hmm. he wants to know what, what he, what his, what his impact was, how he yeah. mattered. And when he That's right. And then you say, well, is he any less human than any, you know, buddy else? Kathy says this about <laughs> Blade Runner. No, it's the truth. It's, 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 it's the way we've, we judge ourselves and what our impact is on, on the world. You want to know you meant something. That's right. Here we That's go. That's exactly. Which, Which is, is why we, re- we revere people that put themselves below a higher principle. There That's we go. It. Wow. Yep. Well, I've been changed. Human interaction is the key point here that uh, that Brian Callen is making, and uh, you'll have plenty of time to interact as long as the tickets are, are uh, not sold out. And I'm I'm telling you, they're going to go. So Helium, uh, two shows on uh, Friday and Saturday, and then one show, a Sunday show, a rare Sunday, Sunday show, show. The Lord's Day. The Lord, I don't take I don't take the Sabbath <laughs> off. No way. You out of your mind? It's he's hilarious. Obviously, get your tickets. Get yeah, out and see him. And we got to wrap up, so Brian, you can you can loosen up on that squat now. I know you've been holding it this entire time. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank God. Yeah, there you go. Thank God, God. God. he stands up. That, that lactic acid. Yeah, uh, that lactic acid. It's called the burn. It's called listen, the burn. All right. I, I wish we were here on Friday, but we're going to be down the shore uh, broadcasting live. So we would love to see you in person. But we thank you so much for the time, and it is great to have you back in our city once again. Now, a you know, obviously you're married to this area too, yeah. which is a beautiful sure. thing. And healing yes, a special place. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother? You do good work, my friend. Good Thank great you, sir. to see you guys. Appreciate it. Brian yeah. Callen, guys. Yeah. Helium Comedy Club this <laughs> weekend. Wow. He was getting philosophical in I the like end that. there. Now, because it made me think of uh, uh, Dead Poet Society. Yes. Think, you know, uh, it was just on. Yeah. I like, just watched you know, it. Uh, uh, doctor, lawyer, yeah. business. These are noble pursuits, but... Uh, passion, love, romance, these are things that we live for. Exactly. You know, necessary exactly. to sustain life, but...
Do you guys want to continue the conversation of whether or not there's God? Make life free? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's rattle down well, that little path you know, for it's, a little it, while. It's funny. I was talking about um, uh, the, the uh, Battlestar Galactica, the second, the reboot series. And in that, it's the machines that become very religious because of the way they've evolved. And it's pretty wild. But, you know, I, I, he was, it was kind of very mind-expanding yeah, from Brian. Very yeah, very much so. All right, well, listen. Before we take a break, let's give away the last five movie passes tonight, by the way, to see the movie about my father. It's Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro. Uh, the show is tonight at 7 at the PFS East, and then it'll be in theaters on May 26th. So if you'd like to go be one of the fi- first five callers right now, we'll give you those tickets. We're going to come back in a second and more Bizarre File stories to share with you. Stay with us. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 615 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Last dismissed. No. <laughs> WMMR. Okay. What, what, what happened? happened? What happened? What's going on? What so, happened? I... This goddamn system. Okay. I hit the button. Okay. I hit the button. I didn't hear the Bizarre File intro. So I hit it again. Oh. And there was lag. It triggered the Bizarre File intro, and then it triggered the uh, element that came right after that. And so that's why it faded out. I contend that this uh, this is a nightmare system. So for, for, for maybe for other shows, not so much, but we're very kinetic and have a lot of elements. I think it's problematic. I think they need to tear out the whole new board and get us something that uh, is completely different. Yes. I think we need to blow up the studio. <laughs> Start again. That probably will not happen. No. Yeah. All right, I think we're ready now. Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. ADmoyer.com. Uh, I have mainly disturbing uh, stories uh, for you in the Bizarre File, but listen. There's I'll try to be inappropriately humorous. Uh, there's nowhere else to put these. Um, so, a housekeeper encountered a deadly sight Wednesday afternoon in Naples, Florida, authority said, uh, and helped get a suspect behind bars. So... It was around 2.30 p.m. The maid was called by one of her clients, a guy named Anthony Michael Corrado, who asked her to come and clean up a real mess at his grandparents' home. When she arrived at the house, she noticed Corrado was covered in blood. Oh, boy. Uh, The woman went into the bathroom, and she heard heavy breathing and saw a large blue tarp on the floor with something moving underneath. Don't look under that. She began to unwrap the tarp and found Corrado's grandmother with a plastic bag over her head. When she attempted to remove the bag, Corrado told her to stop because she would get blood everywhere. Uh, Corrado then told the woman to help her get rid of his grandmother's body before his grandfather got home from the grocery store and disabled the security cameras. Okay, but I don't do windows. Uh, the housekeeper insisted they call 911, but Corrado, who has a long rap sheet, told her no because he didn't want to go back to prison. 
So obviously, she's scared, and this dude's a psycho. What kind of housekeeper are you? So the housekeeper told Corrado that she needed to get some cleaning supplies from her car. Oh, okay. And left, and she went to go get help. She flagged down a deputy in his patrol vehicle a short distance away. Deputies then went into the house, saw Corrado still wearing blood-spattered clothes in the driveway next to a car with the trunk open. In the bedroom, the grandmother, uh, an 82-year-old woman, was found dead with injuries from blunt head trauma. The 74-year-old grandfather, who had returned from the store was still alive, and he was wrapped in a blanket. Oh, my God. The second victim, who also who also had injuries consistent with blunt head trauma, was taken uh, by helicopter to the trauma unit in Fort Myers. Deputies continued to search the home and observe blood on the walls and floors and a heavy hammer with smeared blood on the kitchen Jeez. countertop. Corrado was arrested and booked into the Collier County Jail. He was uh, facing charge of second-degree murder and aggravated battery on a person of 65 years of age or older. How messed up is When that housekeeper got home that evening, that story was the first or how many stories in that she relayed to her family? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she had a she had a long day right. and had a few other things I'm, to I'm get assuming that's the top position, right? All right. Disturbing story number two. An OnlyFans model who goes by uh, Talia Madison online went viral after revealing she discovered that her stepfather was her number one subscriber on OnlyFans. Uh, That's got to be uncomfortable. Uh, Talia didn't reveal her age. She's obviously an adult, but she stated that her stepfather had been in her life since she was 11 years old. And she added that on OnlyFans, he spent $2,000 on custom content and every single video she sent out. Mm. Uh, Talia got suspicious when someone under the same username from OnlyFans watched one of her TikTok videos. Is it possible he's just a protective dad? And she was alerted that the TikTok user's phone number was in her contact list. Talia then explained, I narrowed it down to six people, and one of them was my stepdad. I went with my gut feeling, and I messaged uh, the OnlyFans account, and I said, I know who this is. And within two minutes, I got a text from my stepdad saying, hey, Ty, can we talk? Uh, after that, uh, dad was caught. Uh, Talia revealed that uh, in a second video that her stepdad denied it to all of his friends. And obviously, my mom got rid of him right away. But, yeah, if you want to talk about my family, tra- uh, talk about family trauma, my stepdad watched me having sex with my partner for two months. Mm. When it came to special requests that he would make on OnlyFans, Talia revealed that her stepdad would ask to see the underwear that I was wearing every day and to take photos in the bathroom while she was at work. Did they provide family discounts? She then stated he also requested when I was filming solo content at home that I would not do it in the bathroom or shower. He always wanted it to be on my bed or on the floor of my bedroom. She clarified that these were places that her stepdad had access to. Uh, wow. Beyond oh. creepy. Uh-huh. All right, uh, disturbing story number three. An elderly man died after allegedly getting run over by a street sweeper in Lakeland early Thursday morning. Cleaned his clock. Police said the city of Lakeland street sweeper being operated by Terry Pelham was traveling north around 4.34 a.m. While the sweeper turned right, Pelham felt an impact. Pelham then checked his surroundings and, after finding nothing, proceeded to drive forward heading east. He then noticed the victim lying on the road behind the sweeper, which prompted him to immediately get out of the vehicle and call 911. By the time he realized something was wrong, the vehicle was already nine feet away. Uh, traffic homicide detectives said that they are unsure what the victim was doing on the road and that they are still trying to find his next of kin. The victim's exact cause of death has yet to be determined. <sighs> Horrible. Wow. Horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. This is a disturbing, bizarre file. I can keep going or... Uh, Hold my beer. 
I can, <laughs> I can move on to something less. Go ahead. Uh, get it out of the way now. Okay, go ahead and get it yeah, out of the way. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Homicide detect. This isn't as disturbing. It's All just right. uh, unfortunate. Homicide detectives in Australia are investigating why a police officer felt so threatened by a 95-year-old woman clutching a walking aid and a steak knife that he needed to taser her inside her nursing home. We were pretty much there, like, to go. Claire Nowland, a great-grandmother with dementia, is in critical condition in the hospital after being tasered early Wednesday by a senior constable who had been called out to a home of care staff to reports of a resident with a knife. Peter, you take that risk. he got to shoot towards the full body mass. Uh, Peter Cotter, a uh, police assistant commissioner, attempted to explain the officer's actions at a news briefing on Friday after watching video of the incident captured by two police body cameras. He said at the time... That she was tasered, she was approaching police. It is fair to say, at a slow pace, uh, she had a walking frame, but she had a knife. It, I can't take it any further as to what was going through anyone's mind when he used the taser. Cotter said, hmm. uh, "The community has been outraged by the events." Andrew Thaler, a community advocate, said Nolan's family, which includes eight children and dozens of grandchildren and great-grandchildren, are taking turns keeping vigil by her bedside. Thaler said, "I don't think there's going to be a recovery. Tasers." take out bulls and fully grown men and she's a slip of a woman he said. Uh, Nellen has dementia and had lived at the home for five years. So they had asked her a number of times to drop the knife and for whatever reason she didn't and uh, when, now when she got uh, tased she hit the ground and hit her head. So. Oh, yeah, so she's yeah. in bad condition. Alright, there you go. You're all disturbing. <laughs> bizarre file this morning. There was an upside though, Preston. Check out this, this text that came in. Alright, it says the first bizarre file scared me so much that it got rid of my hiccups. Hey! <laughs> all right. So we're, we're seeing the good things Silver lining. here, so thank you for sharing that. If mystery. you were helped by the old woman getting tased, let us know. <laughs> mystery texter. We appreciate that. All right, what am I? Am I giving away one of these? Yes, you are. All right, so there is a comedy show. It's uh, Andrew Schultz who's going to be performing at the Ocean Casino Resort in AC on July 29th. It's a Saturday. Uh, tickets go on sale Thursday, but we have them before you can buy them. We'll take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you tickets to see Andrew Schultz Saturday, July 29th at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. you want to get tickets, go to theoceanac.com, and those tickets go on sale Thursday at 10 a.m. We'll be back in just a moment. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Word of the Week prize is a new one this week. We have the travel table from Shift Outdoors. If you're a beachgoer, uh, this is perfect for you. Uh, it's an awesome table set up that uh, will not blow away on the beach. Casey Rocks and in. I did this um, little commercial for it. Uh, which we'll be able to see soon, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give that away for the word of the week prize. Uh, we'll get the letter coming up at the end of the program. Uh, but in the meantime, we have something else that we are going to be giving away right now. We are going to be giving away a pair of same day ride and water park tickets to Maury's Piers in Wildwood. If you can answer this question correctly, uh, earlier this morning we found out that Charlie Sheen has two pets. Give me the name of at least one of them. And it's not real, okay? You, you can't go do a search and, and see what, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen's pet's names are. This is not for real. Let's see if you were listening, though. What are Charlie Sheen's pet's names? I need at least one of them. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Coors Lights. Join us, the President and Steve Show, live from Keenan's in North Wildwood this Friday for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. It's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill down the shore. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Nick Cannon says he loves being the father of 12 children and admits to having a favorite. Cannon says he loves them all, but is especially fond of the middle four. <laughs> Sierra is defending the naked dress she wore to the Vanity Fair Oscar party earlier this year. The 37-year-old singer calls the dress a celebration of guys looking at her vagina. Oh, my God. And finally, Beyonce and Jay-Z have set a record for the most expensive home purchase in the state of California with a $295 million Malibu estate. The home is so big that the basement contains two spare mansions. Let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. Uh, what are Charlie Sheen's pet names? All right, there were two of them. We need at least one of them. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to go to Alan. Alan! And see if we can uh, get the answer here this morning. Alan, good morning to you, sir. I want to eat Alan! Alan! Yeah. Alan! 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 Hang on, Alan. Alan. All right. There we go. All right, Alan, what was the name of uh, Charlie Sheen's pets, please? One of them, at least. Queef Stain. Queef Stain, yes. Well done, Alan. Alan. You got it right. Alan. Alan. We're going to. Alan. 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 We're going to give you a pair of tickets. Alan. Alan. Same day ride and water park tickets, and that is for Maury's Piers in Wildwood, and unlimited rides on three piers and both water parks, and it's also this week's big friggin' deal. 
Uh, get one same-day ride and water park combo ticket to Maury's Piers for just $70. Available now through Sunday, but only while supplies last at WMMR.com. And the keyword is deal. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Shop the Memorial Day sale at Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or at Deck Supplies. Dot com. We'll begin with the big news about Foo Fighters. They've revealed John Freeze is their new live drummer. Freeze has replaced longtime drummer Taylor Hawkins, obviously, uh, as he passed away in March of 2022. Prior to revealing Freeze as their new drummer, the band teased other potential replacements in a skit that featured a bunch of people. Is that what we have here, Casey? Ye- yes. Or is this the whole thing? No. Or, okay. About three quarters of it. Here we go. Have you ever, like, gotten... By the way, they're just hanging out in the studio. It's black and white, and uh, they're, you know, obviously they're going to be recording. They have their instruments on, and uh, some knocks come at the door while they're just having conversation. Have you ever, like, gotten into a fight with someone in your band on stage? It is a fight. On stage. Hold on. Come in. Hey! 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 Is a white Mercedes blocking me? Oh, uh, is that you, Rami? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll be there in a second. Thanks, Chad. All right, All right so that was Chad Smith, and then the uh, next knock on the door is Tommy Lee. It's good to see Chad. Good uniform. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come in. Dude! Oh. Hey, oh, Tommy! Hey, what's up, man? I got the P.F. Changs. Oh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> you can put it in the kitchen for us, would you? Uh, cool. Thanks, Tommy. See you, uh, see, you see you, buddy. See ya. All right, and then Danny Carey of uh, Tool pops in. He's still a Excuse me. Oh, well, I guess we skipped that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then it goes right to uh, uh, John Freeze when uh, they realize that he has been sitting there the whole time. And as Excuse he said, me. Guys, could we just like, I don't know, play a song? Sure, Josh. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. By the way, it's Josh. I don't know why in this copy, the actual music news item I have here, it says John Freeze. <sighs> I, I do. Surprised it doesn't say John Cleese. Yeah, yeah. John Cleese. Uh, but the Ministry anyhow, of Silly Walks. Uh, Josh has played with a gazillion people. He's kind of a go-to session guy. So if you need somebody to play on an entire album, like he did, he used to he used to be with um, Guns N' Roses. He actually co-wrote some of Chinese Democracy, right? Uh, but Nine Inch Nails, Paramore, uh, Sting. I mean, the list is huge. He's incredibly Evanescence versatile. And what's that? He's incredibly versatile, and he seems yes. to fit in with the vibe of the band. Very much so. Yeah, so uh, good for them. And this will be perfect. And this is, the, he will be their touring drummer, you know, so the the live guy. We'll see what ends up happening uh, when they eventually, if, if they want to move on with another studio drummer or not. Right. I do not know. But obviously Dave is more than capable and is on the, the most recent recording. So I brought this up before, but he was with Sublime with Rome from 2011 to 2017. I think that means he must have been in our studio. Yeah, I don't remember if he came in. I don't, we'd, I'd have to see video. Because I thought it was, were all three members here? Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. with Tim Daly and David Faustino. No, no, oh, no. okay. <laughs> I remember the original member of Sublime uh, was not very talkative. And the other two guys were. Okay. And I think the other one of those other guys was Josh Freeze. All right. We'll see if we can go back and find No, pictures. it's John Freeze, Nick. No, to John indicate, yeah, John Freeze. All right. Looks as though the issues that have long plagued uh, the Van Halen camp are still the reason why an official Eddie Van Halen tribute show hasn't come to pass 
two and a years, two and a half years after his death. Okay, hang on, I'll break in here because Sorry. there's video playing and everybody's oh, looking at okay. it. So. so there's a Bruner film here for us right now. Okay, and we're looking. That's Rome. That's Spain. We don't know. Mm, give it a second. Guys, get his head down. The guy on the left. Yeah. Is, yeah. The guy playing be. the bongos. Yeah, I'm not hair, sure. Huh? Do us a favor. See if you guys can find out in there. I'll continue on this, and then let me know what you find out definitively. Cool. Are you, you sure you want to do that? I think so. Right. So Wolfgang Van Halen uh, explained the ease in which the Foo Fighters were able to salute uh, Taylor Hawkins, as we were talking about him. Uh, don't apply to Van Halen saying uh, he had said, no, I think... With the Foo Fighters, they have a lot less drama involved in their camp. And unfortunately, with Van Halen, there's many pieces that don't operate as they should, unfortunately. But that's neither here nor there. He said it's just how reality is, unfortunately, sometimes. Back in October, he said when it comes to Van Halen and entities surrounding the band, it's unfortunate. Uh, certain, Certainly, compared to Foo Fighters, who have their crap together with interpersonal relationships, he said, I don't know... What it is with some bands, but certain personalities just can't get over themselves to work collectively for one purpose, and that's been the curse of Van Halen for its entire career. Preston, mm-hmm. he didn't say crap, did he? No, he didn't. I knew it. I paraphrased. He went on to say, uh, my playing title at the Taylor shows delivered that catharsis without the stresses of dealing with the Van Halen camp and the players involved. Their camp is very dysfunctional, everyone, he said. Uh, hell, it was difficult to make plans even when the band was active, so... It's just, in his mind, forget it. Uh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Mammoth Van Halen will open for Metallica, May 26th in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, Germany. Smashed and reassembled guitar of Kurt Cobain has sold at auction uh, for $595,000. Wow. Uh, nearly 10 times the original estimate of sixty grand. Here's uh, what it sounds like being played. Okay. Thank you. Huh. Uh, the lefty black Stratocaster, which remains unplayable, was sold as part of Julian Auctions uh, Music Icons event. Huh. That also sold uh, pe- pieces from uh, the Beatles, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, Kiss, Motley Crue, Led Zeppelin, and Emerson, Lake and Palmer, among many others. I'm probably asked this question a quarter million times, but I'll ask it again. If there was one piece of rock memorabilia on the instrumentation side that you would desperately want, mm-hmm. what would it be? Probably the... Uh, the guitar that uh, Jimi Hendrix lit on fire. All right. At the, I think that was at, Mon- at the uh, um, Monterey Pop, Festival. Pop Festival. I think yeah. that was that. I don't know. That one just always it's legendary. Stood out to me as wow. That'd yeah. be pretty amazing. So I think so. I think it, for me it'd be Millie Vanilli's Zither. Uh, okay. Yeah, because it's it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so by the way, the guitar was signed by all three members of Nirvana. Uh, with additional inscriptions uh, to Mark Langan, uh, Lanigan, I'm sorry, Screaming Trees, by Cobain, who had written, Hello, Mark, love your pal Kurt Cobain, washed up rock star, as well as the inscription. Uh, he also wrote, uh, Boda Lives, which is engraved in the neck plate, referring mm. to Cobain's childhood imaginary friend. That's housed in a black card case with Abort Christ written on top. In white block letters and includes a white Ernie Ball guitar strap. So it went for almost $600,000. And things like that are only going to appreciate over time. Oh, my God. Uh, with, oh, my God. With, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as more legend builds. All right, so what am I playing here? This is a, uh, the intro. 
with Sublime with Rome. All right, please welcome Rome, Eric, and Josh. It is Sublime with Rome. Good morning, guys. Here we go. So Josh was here. Yeah, he was nice. We have confirmed that. He was nice, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Pete Brown, the famed lyricist for Cream, has died at age 82 years old. Be nice. Uh, he had a long battle with cancer, and uh, they uh, Jack Bruce, by the way, his death was announced by the family of uh, Jack Bruce, the former bassist and fellow songwriter, uh, who wrote, Pete Brown will forever be remembered for his classic lyrics to such Cream standards as I Feel Free, White Room, Politician, and the band's signature tune, Sunshine of Your Love. And then finally, we'll end with this. Uh, Paul Simon has revealed he suffered from sudden hearing loss in his left ear. What? Uh, the 81-year-old <clears throat> said that the life-changing moment occurred while he was making his new album, Seven Psalms. Uh, has, has, he regra- has he regained it? No. Oh. Uh, he, said, he said that he made the album start, you. starting with guitar pieces uh, before bringing, the album, uh, br- bringing together the lyrics, many of which came to him in dreams. However, during this process, he quite suddenly lost most of the hearing in his left ear. He said, nobody has an explanation for it. So I beg your pardon. Everything became more difficult. Listen, you can hear he's having difficulty hearing. Uh, he said, my reaction to that was frustration and annoyance, not quite anger yet, because I thought it would pass, that it would repair itself. He has occasional seizures. Uh, Simon, who is recently recovering from COVID, said that his hearing has yet to repair itself, which means he is unlikely to return to live performance. He said, boy, have I been beaten up these past couple of years, uh, which reported that uh, into the publication, which reported that one of the reasons a singer-songwriter who grew up in New York is now living on a quiet ranch in Texas is because of his hearing loss. I wa- well, That's too bad. I wonder if that is... COVID related, a long COVID, I don't, I don't or yeah. if there's a chance it would come back like someone's taste or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. a good question. And I, I don't see him on a Texas ranch. Th- I know, me. Yeah. Uh, that's it in music news. Last story that we have for you. So we have one more break to take before we come back and wrap things up. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize and uh, tell you all about that. And remind you that Bristol High School, you guys are voting for coolest teacher. Uh, text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. This Friday, it's MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. Starting with the legendary Preston and Steve broadcast. This year with a 25th anniversary twist. Live from Keenan's North Wildwood from 6 to 10 a.m. Presented by Coors Light. Then join Pierre Robert on the air at noon for a sneak peek of MMR's finally summer weekend. Pierre tracks three of his favorite album sides on vinyl. It's the perfect playlist while you head to the Star Beach Bar at the Icona Diamond Beach for Brent Porsche's four-hour happy hour and live broadcast. Don't forget, you can listen anywhere with the free MMR app. Or just ask your smart speaker to open MMR. Happy summer from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The Jersey Shore. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. No, we're not going to do the daily letter right now. We're gonna we're gonna stop Ooh, that. Bait for and switch. Second. I like that. No, we'll 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 get to it in uh, just a moment or two. But uh, yeah, it uh, tripped all by itself. So that was Rock the Casbah from the Yay. Clash yeah. on ninety three three WMMR.
everything that rocks. They were very uh, popular, and that song was very popular. Yes, it was. There was a, a video that took place seemingly in the desert. Mm, where they're dancing and yeah. playing uh, music and, yeah, you know. I bet you there, Chris, that worked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to thank our guests on the program today. Jack Morey stopped yeah, by today. Uh, Jack Morey is the man behind Morey's Piers and the big friggin' deal this week. Uh, is the same-day ride and water park combo ticket to Maury's Piers for 70 bucks. You get unlimited rides an entire day on all three piers, both big water parks in Wildwood. You can get the deal now through Sunday only at WMMR.com and use the keyword DEAL, and that's how you will get that. And also, he mentioned his... Um, his new uh, nine-hole par three golf course. He's very, uh, very proud of that. Yeah, it's called the Big Little Nine, and it's uh, his way of trying to open up the game of golf to those who might find it intimidating or snooty. Yeah, elite and so on. And it's uh, it's affordable and fun and easy for the beginner. So I like. That I'm going to go play it. I'm yeah. definitely going to go play it. Check that out. So uh, we also have Brian Callen. Yay! Brian did a Helium Comedy Club Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. We had a nice, long conversation with him. He had nothing but really nice things to say about this program, too. It was very cool. Yes, yeah, we, we, we appreciate that. Most definitely. Pierre Robert is here. Good morning. Fresh from the weekend. Good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, kids. Did you have an enjoyable couple days? Yes, very nice. Lovely Wonderful. weather yesterday and not so much Saturday, but not No. But I tell you what, Sunday, yesterday, even though it was just a, a smidge cool, I loved it. Me too. Just sitting Perfect. outside and yeah. taking it in for a Perfect. bit. Perfect. Yeah, great. I was on Rittenhouse Square sitting in the park. <sighs> it was lovely. Perfect. It actually reminded me a little bit, like, especially in the evening, kind of California, like Northern California-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It was Very wonderful. So. Yeah. All right. I uh, have a hundred of those days. Yeah. Nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe 200. So good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, shall we do the letter? Yes, please. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, try this um, and now the President's <laughs> Steve Show is brought to you by the letter V, as in victory. <laughs> Hang on, now I'm going to try this again. President oh! Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. That letter again? V, as in <laughs> victory. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I know. <laughs> First letter of five in the word, and we have the travel, travel table from Shift Outdoors to give away. A uh, portable umbrella table that is super lightweight. It carries like a backpack, and the table and umbrella easily sets up in just a few minutes. And the anchor mat will keep it safe and set up perfectly, even in those gusty ocean breezes. And you can check it out now. It's shftoutdoors.com. I love this thing. And free shipping on purchase of over $100 if you do uh, order there, Kathy. So there's a free shipping thing there. There you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll give that away on Friday. We might be giving one away on Friday what? at uh, Keenan's Irish Pub. Yeah. Huh. The official opening of the Jersey Shore, so get yourself set for that. Uh, what's up on your program today, Pierre? Uh, we will have a CDC workforce block, a Dirty Honey, and Elton John. Uh, lyricist Bernie Toppin had a birthday yesterday. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Manhattan Bagel, where sandwiches are always made to order. And finally brought to you by Polar Seltzer. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Sparkle. Refreshingly natural polar seltzer. Uh, tomorrow's program, it's a Tuesday. We'll have a Tuesday to give away with that. Uh, we will also find out who the coolest teacher of Bristol High School is. 
And we'll find out what else we can get into tomorrow together. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.